This is Meltcast 3.0, the voice of Meltdown Comics to the world. Maybe minus the world. You don't like the world? The voice of Meltdown. To the, the universe? I like the, yeah. ver- the voice, voice of Meltdown All right. Comics. All right, that, there you go. All right, shit. That's what this is right now. Yeah. It, There's I, a lot of the I world wish, that's not going to get this. I wish. But it, it is. Like it's, under the ocean. It, shit. The moon. It, <laughs> listen, this show is going to eventually be so good. <laughs> Broadcast so on the moon. Live from the Watcher's headquarters on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> the Watcher and us. Yeah. I mean. What's his name? U A T U. Look, man. I thought it was the watcher. No. And the watcher is what he does. Mixoplitic? Or the watchers is what they do. Yeah. There's a lot of watchers. Yeah, there's there's multiple. Does the watch. We should that we should get have an episode where we talk about like the correct pronunciations of things. Oh I'm terrible. I can't pronounce Thor's hammer. Mjolnir? Yeah. Mjolnir? Yeah. Majolner. No, no, no. Stop talking like a white person. Majolner. The Waitsman. The Waitsman. The Waitsman. The Waitsers. The Waitsman. Watchers. Coperhead. I can't uh, pronounce uh, creators' names. Oh, uh, we we uh, gotten into that before. <laughs> Every time we can't pronounce them, we just kind of jokingly drift off, and we're like, oh, it's, it's uh, Paul blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. We, like, try it, and then we're, like, apologizing for butchering their name, and then... Like say how Asia, Asia, Aha, Aja, Aha, Aja. So, so no, is no. is it? Um, oh man, I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, Madeira, Joe Madeira. Is it Madeira? I thought it was Maruda. Madeira, Madeira, Madeira. So there's four Madeira <laughs> pronunciations that we know. I think Perhaps. It's I want to say it's Madrid. We are talking about Hold the on. artist of Battle Chasers. Battle Chasers. Uh, what was that? That video game he did was it Dark Stalkers. I don't know. No, not Dark Stalkers. His work. Dark Stalkers is something completely different. I will say though, his work on Uncanny X Men to me is some of my favorite artwork of all time. Is that lame or what? He, no, he's like he, I love his like big old like anime like style like art. It's like, the pinnacle. He, that Ultimates three. If you read that, it, I have none. I don't. It, I don't even know, remember what I read. I just love that art. Yeah, that's why there was that, that cover where uh, Wolverine was fighting the T Rex. Yes. Uh, I remember that. I think that's when I started picking that up, and I went back and got the other issues. But I was like, oh, he's fighting a T Rex. Okay, yeah, well, <laughs> I'll read this. You know what? We didn't. If we started. We didn't start with the. Uh, we didn't start with what we're supposed to start with. We can we can throw that in now. It's still pretty early. Let's do it. So uh, meltdown listeners, uh, we'll be taking in calls now. If you if you want to call into the show, ask some questions. We're gonna have guests, then you can ask the guest questions. You can you could just call in and say like, hey, I really like that new Spider Man, or oh man, I hated Spider Man. Just tell us why. We want to have conversations with you. Um, How the, can they get in touch with us? We want to know. You can tweet at us and There's email us on we Facebook. Should, you can uh, direct message need, us. Direct. I'm pretty sure we have an email. At, I just got to talk to Francisco. No, we that. need an email yeah. right now. At, so At some point, we'll get a Google number. Is that a thing? Here's, here's the email that we can use right now temporarily. Wait. 
Adam at meltcomics.com. Adam at meltcomics. It's available. No dick pics, please. <laughs> yeah. But if you do send them, <laughs> we are calling you and putting you on the air to ask you why you would do such a thing. And then it better be a fucking funny yeah, answer. Yeah, that better be really good. It's like, I thought my dick looked like the thing. Do you Can guys want to go let's, right let's there? Let's open up the episode. All right, let's do it. We're going to throw on uh, a special track for all of you uh, out of relevancy, and uh, we'll be talking about it right after. Yeah. From so Once it's over, Adam will give a brief explanation. What what? Yeah, well, right now, by the last emperor out of New York City, Secret Wars. Dig it deep. What if I had the power to gather all of my favorite MCs with the endless comic book characters and they became arch enemies? Inconceivable, unbelievable, yet as wild as it seems, the Emperor and Stan Lee will coach the two opposing teams. Keep it clean, no bats, no gats, guns, or interference. Comic book characters would go head up with raw lyrics. Now I take whoever might be on break from doing tours and have them sign up for the last Emperor secret war. Sure, for that kind of capacity, we need a crazy margarina that might stretch from West Philadelphia to East Medina. If I'm able, I'd put it on pay-per-view through my label and give free tickets to my neighborhood bumps with no cable yeah that sounds bad now that we've squared away the propositions let's begin with the ultimate tough man competition set it off it's the fight of the century krs and professor x would battle each other mentally with rhymes these two team captains waste no time charles xavier tried to invade chris parker's mind he shot a cerebral probe at chris's mind but he missed it professor x taken out by the blast master's metaphysics round two new fight words of life you gotta see this locked in mortal combat it's dr strange and the genius yeah Son, he's no match. Let that graphic wizard have it. My liquid sword slashes straight to Dr. Stranger's magic. Another hero down, and now the score is two to zero. My words from the genius, and he's still my ramen hero. Now, the next fight was conducted in a rough-like manner, specifically between Reggie Noble and Dr. David Banner. Or should I say the Incredible Hulk when he's amped off the gamma? But Reggie Noble soon became the Incredible Red Man and slammed him. You know how Red Man gets when his adrenaline starts pumping. Started skitzing in the ring, so then the thing tried to jump in. Ben Grimm leaps into the ring, and after Red Man, he lunges. But Reggie Noble dropped with two brick city punches. Bums by the bunches. Bums get dirty at the Middle Eastern dungeons. Ready to set this like Detective Columbo with his hunches. While the refs clean out the ring because the last fight was so intense. Let's do a live interview with the brother named Common Sense. Yeah, yeah, it's Common Sense. A nice man tried to freeze me, so I took him to Chicago and told him to take it easy. You couldn't see me with my Apple Jack hat and high tops. Colossus and Cyclops, I got no idea why not. Look at Common Sense. Yo, that last album was tight. Let me get back to the ring and evaluate the next fight. Now, the next fight had to be the craziest of of all times, we got Dr. Octopus versus the mighty Buster. Rock Ox versus Buster, man, that stuff is dead. He get his eight arms ripped off, going up against the tread. Now, Dr. Octopus, who you think you grab it? God can never lose, so you know it will never happen. Lyrically making me sleepy, you'll need a nap when I slap you with my breath. Lights out, you'll kiss the cat. Before my eyes, I see the demise of another superhero. Next up is Roscoe versus Magneto. Now, anything goes with Magneto battles foes. Roscos had him shivering, delivering ultra-magnetic blows. Magneto is now deceased, and a wise man said it best. The sun rises in the east, but they can still set it in the west. Now, with all these heroes down, Stanley refuses to surrender. He got stormed from the X-Men as if I couldn't match the gender. Stanley shouts, Excelsior. Stan, you best to chill. There's no match for Storm. I guess he's never heard of Lauren Hill. Now, we all know Storm controls the temperature and weather. Started running off at the lip, and El Book was like, whatever. She just got home from tour. She's a bit too tired to spar. So she clocked Storm over the head. 
head with my man Wyclef's guitar. All silence and cease. Out of nowhere comes the beast. Versus J. Wu, the damager, the black prophet from the east. Releasing rhymes that will pound you into the ground. There'll be no round two. Another victory for hip-hop by the dirty rotten scoundrel. Now the underground sewer system that lies deep below the ring is where the teenage mutant ninja turtles and Nasa Flex do their thing. Leonardo and Donatello, they well know that we can do this. So kick it the crazy crazy. Hit them both with raw. So it. Now Raphael and Michelangelo, those two other sewer brothers. Book smacked them with the Dasa Flex logo, the manhole cover. Whether you're plant or animal, vegetable or mega mineral. Before you step to Dasa Flex, you best be hard like a criminal. Taking you back to ringside just when you thought it was over. The last battle was brought forth by G.I. Joe and Cobra. Mercenaries and soldiers, G.I. Joe was rolling thick. But I'll get the military of hip-hop, a.k.a. the boot camp click. World War III for 98 in the wake of all these troops. I could see General Buckshot going toe-to-toe with Duke. Salute the captain for rapping, because now we know who's hard. Catching wreck like stealing tech up against the Crimson Guard. Charging after you, smashing you. Metaphorically bashing through the entire Joe team is OGC and roughly irrational. Then all of a sudden I hear this real loud crack. The military punish your big rock, just grow roadblocks, brag. insult to injury to Stan Lee and his team. We've got Weapon X from Canada, a.k.a. Wolverine. You know the routine, his claws can rip rappers for days. But here comes the Method Man, a.k.a. Johnny Blaze. Wolverine, you can't hang when Takao does his thing. Paralyze you with the venom from the Method Man's fang. This is the final battle as the stratosphere gets darker. We got Nasir Jones. Versus Peter Parker, Nasty Nas, the halftime headringer, versus the web slinger, Illmatic versus Radioactive in the Rotten Apple with a deadlinger. He cursed the day that Spider ever bit him and gave him a copy of the second LP it was written. For all up and coming MCs, I've got a question. If I made a Secret Wars Part 2, would your name even be mentioned? Would you make the final cut? I make the nicest of their titles up, writing rhymes slash fighting crimes like the Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt. Stick around for the next battle slash adventure. And if you see Stan Lee, tell him the last Emperor sent you. Sent you. Sent you. All right, Eddie, catch a flow. Go. Go, God. <laughs> With a freestyle. <laughs> That's where the uh, fear uh, creeps in. Yeah, no fear. I'm free- not ready. So, so yeah. Secret Wars. What do you think? By the Emperor. First, talk about the song, and uh, then we talk about secret wars it was hilarious well i think I mean, it actually ties in like... with what's going on right now with uh marvel comics uh run the jewels uh great um, great album that's come out this year um scotty young's doing a... well now everyone is doing marvel has for this month a run the jewels variant cover for mm. every book that's killer mike and lp hell yeah mm-hmm. wait, wait, they're gonna do all the books yeah oh wow hip-hop Are they doing and it? comic books it's legit. Yeah, I, I remember when uh, there was a random Avengers book where the variant was Eminem sitting on the porch with Iron Man in a foreclosed house. Oh, he was wearing a Punisher shirt. Yeah, yeah. and it was the most insanely like sought the, after... The Detroit uh, variant? Yeah, the yeah. Detroit variant. Uh, and they had like a Lugs one recently, too. Yeah. With a Kingpin and like, I have no idea who else was on the cover, but it was like, what? Like, so It's random. strange. Hip-hop has always had a beautiful love affair with comic books. What's the, uh, what's the, that one? MF Doom? Yeah, MF Doom. Oh I mean, my God, straight that, up. That whole thing. But who did he... St- Take his aesthetic from Mr. Liff? No, no. Mr. Liff was a lyrical dude out of Boston. Who, who, was, who was the guy who got shot, who got paralyzed? Oh, uh, MF Grimm. MF Grimm. He wrote yes. a comic. Yeah, he had a comic, and this comic's amazing. Yeah, it was about his story. Yeah, like his life story. 
about his trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when he was selling that here at Meltdown. Yeah. 7522 Sunset Boulevard. Boulevard. What's the zip? What's the zip? <laughs> 90046. Hey. <laughs> yeah, no, hip hop is big. So what do you think of that, Aristotle? I loved it. It was great. Uh, I I don't know a lot about hip hop. Hip hop, anonymous. Hip hop. You obviously don't even know how hip-hop? to say it. <laughs> but uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Did you know any of the rappers, the MCs? I knew Busta Rhymes. I knew okay. And Method Man. Method Come on. Man. Yeah. Come well, on. Now, now you're, you're asking me to remember. Well, no, Jizza. Names I heard in there. Okay, you heard KRS-One. Have you heard of him? Oh. Really? He's the. Wait, do you know him from that stupid Sublime song? No. Good. <laughs> What stupid sublime song? I know because I'm KRS one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, so you heard KRS one, you heard the Jizza from the Wu Tang clan. Familiar with the Wu Tang clan? Uh are you? I've heard the name, but uh, yeah, I don't well uh, familiar with the name of Wu Tang clan. I don't know uh Okay. You don't know a song. Know. What about Red Man? Anyone know Red Man? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Busta Rhymes that we all hoo-ha, hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Hill you heard of her she's the racist the right from Fuji's yeah she said if uh, I'd rather my baby die than a white person buy my album I don't think that was ever said <laughs> I'm, I mean that is probably a rumor pretty sure she said that well you know what white people bought her fucking album <laughs> that is true that is true you know alright you heard J. Root a damager he, no. East is in the house. Oh, my God. Produced by DJ Premier. Okay. Nope. Das Effects. Does anyone yes. remember them? The sewer. That's where the Ninja Turtle reference, where they <laughs> fought them. The Boot Camp Click. Black Moon, Smith & Wesson, Helter Skelter. Okay. New York. Method Man, you heard of him? Yeah. And Nas, you heard of him? Oh. Everyone's heard of Nas. So, have you heard of uh, Peter Parker? <laughs> <laughs> He's a rapper, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm actually like kind of surprised at this stage in comic book. Like, there haven't been any rapper superheroes, mm. which is odd. I figure someone at some point would be like, "Oh, my mutant ability is spitting hot rhymes." <laughs> mm. Or so, I don't know, just like something. There's been like Dazzler and a dozen disco yeah. superpowered yeah. mutants. Yeah. Why you, aren't there any hip hop mutants? I'm sure there's. No, well, I mean not mutants, but probably superheroes. All right, so go on. Name one. I know Twelve Reasons to Die. That's. I mean, RZA did that, uh, but yeah, that Ghostface. That was Ghostface. Oh, sorry, Ghostface. Yeah. Was that a, a superhero book? <laughs> no. Not Maybe at all. Just they just had that Run DMC one. Oh yeah, yeah. there is a and Run DMC the one. Family Tree. But that's, that's that's like a history book. That's amazing. And then, a let's can we can we rap about that for a hot minute? I have read it specifically. Oh, Getting to man, Hip Hop Family Tree by Ed Pisker came into the store, meltdown to sign. Yeah, he was here for like almost like six hours just I signing DJ'd. books. Adam DJ'd. Um, oh, we haven't introduced ourselves. It, yes. We'll do that at the end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does everyone remember our voices by this, this point? Hopefully. All our 60 listeners. All our 60. <laughs> we want you to 60 be 60. 100. <laughs> yeah. oh, God. Also, if 
I'm assuming they can't, but in the off chance that they can, there is a show downstairs. If that's what, if you could hear people, it's a hip hop show. And, it's and, called "This Show's Your Show." Yeah. So, talk, real quick, uh, <laughs> Aristotle. Though you did bring up a good point, mm-hmm. what is going on downstairs? Uh, this is your show. It's the. Uh, how often does it happen? It's it's, it's it, monthly. Month? Oh, okay. Um, uh, but it's their five year anniversary show. Your, no, no, no. So it's their three year anniversary. Okay. Yep. So no. real quick, real quick yeah, though, dude. if I if if my I mom is listening. Yes. Which she will be Amos listening. <laughs> okay. Because she's one of our listeners. Um, what would you tell her, Aristotle, that actually is happening like in this whole place? What is this? What is meltdown? What is downstairs? Why is uh, you're in a comic book store right now, right? Upstairs. Yeah. Upstairs in the in a podcast recording studio inside of a comic book store that is also a comedy theater. Um and just a whole lot of other things. So you can come to a comic book store in Los Angeles and not only buy comic books, you come could see. be a part of a comedy theater? Is that what you're saying? You can come buy your books and come see some great comedy. Comics and comics. So who has performed here? Who has performed in the Nerd Melt, which that's the showroom, right? Nerd Melt yeah. Theater, yeah. That's, so Nerd Melt Theater is a place that people can perform and do whatever is that what's going on yeah no it's not like a whatever it's okay. not like a running open mic it's a well there is an open, open mic, mic yes. on monday there is every monday uh 5 by Kyle Clark late. who said he'd he'd like can i be on the mailcast from like, the podcast yeah you can yeah uh this is rad this is rad which is that great. is rad so they are rad people are performing cool stuff here yeah right? that they are and every day so that's Monday through Monday? Sunday. Well, <laughs> let's just Is there say any day seven off? days a it, week. It, it, it's uh, technically unless. Tuesday through Sunday and then an open mic on Monday. Okay. Can someone pull up a calendar real quick? Because I just want to see what other things are happening and when they're happening. And then. What do you want to know? All right. So when will this be on the air? This will be up on Saturday, which I don't know the date. The fourteenth. Uh, fourteenth. So, 14th. so if real- you're listening this night, you can uh, come into Meltdown for Horrible Movie Night. So what is that about? Horrible Movie Night is uh, it's run by uh, Aaron Baker, Daniel Kramer, uh, the former uh, showrunners of the Nerd Melt Theater, and uh, John Mathet, who's worked on The Simpsons. And it channels uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Basically, they show the worst of the worst. <laughs> and you're supposed to chime in, uh, heckle the shit out of the film. <laughs> and a lot of the times, like, actors from the movie, directors, directors writers. Yeah, they'll show up, do a, do a good Q&A after. And they hand out prizes for the best heckles and stuff like that. It's, it's a really fun time. How often does this happen? Once a month. Once a month. Mm-hmm. And same host? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, what other? Uh, what would be after that? Give me an example. Of what happens the day after that, or is there multiple things happening on the same day? Well, every Sunday, the day after that would be Harmontown. Dan Harmon, who created Community, Rick and Morty, uh, just had a documentary about him. Uh, Harmontown, called which is Harmontown. on Netflix now. Yeah, uh, it, that's his show, and that's every Sunday. 
Sunday's my Saturday, so I'm usually never here. Okay. <laughs> and so then what's the Monday? Is that the open, open mic, mic night? Yep. Yep. So that is when people can actually come here. <laughs> if, they're, if they want to have their hand at stand-up. How's that process go? Because I know there's a at, whole At thing. 5 o'clock, you uh, come in here and you put your name in a hat. Um, it's really great because it's a stacked thing. So 15 people get chosen to perform automatically next week. And then they have 15 people that are chosen that get to perform that day. So it's a running thing of people who already have the slot and people who are newly about to get the slot and or the slot for the week after. And so that's just raw L.A. coming in. Comedy. And trying to be funny. It's got to be hard as hell to do that. That's like three incredible nights in a row of stuff that you could do. Back to back to back to back. And then does it go on through Tuesday, Wednesday? And oh, all yeah. That? yeah. So what are, what are some other shows that you would recommend? Let me, let, do you mind me asking Aristotle? Okay. Uh, so other than those three shows that we talked about, what else would you recommend? If I come to L.A., I'm coming to Meltdown, I got to see what? The number one recommended show. Voted the number one comedy show in L.A., I think, like, two or three, how many years in a row now by L.A. Weekly? Three. Uh, the Meltdown, which is every Wednesday, every week, um, hosted by Jonah Ray and Kumail Nanjiani. They, uh, such a popular show, they had a, no, a show, I was going to say an entire a season. season. They had a season of a show on Comedy Central, which will be filming its second season in uh, The end of this weeks. month. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the best of the best. Now, I know some big names have been there. I was actually there yesterday. Uh, And I saw, um, what's her name? Uh, Natasha. Legero. Legero. She fucking killed it. She's she's a stone cold badass. She she came out and she, uh, she, uh, I don't want to say tried out, but she's testing. She tested her material for the upcoming roast of Justin Bieber. And uh, I was like, oh, my God. It was well, hilarious. Jeff was here, too. Jeff Ross also did. Yeah. But Jeff Ross was here, too, yeah. yesterday? See, I yeah. didn't show. I was, I was actually in a meeting, and then I went down to catch the end. And both of them, I was like, Jesus, this is going to be on TV? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's the that's thing. They're going like... to say these things to his face? <laughs> of course. Oh, my uh... God. So right now, you have knowledge you could give to yeah. people. I know you wouldn't. I'm just saying I, yeah. because you were at also meltdown, would not be able to deliver it, and, right? Like, <laughs> and uh, I you know, I I would of, listen you know, to uh, an entire podcast of Aristotle butchering other comedians' oh. jokes. Oh God! Like uh, of just uh. you doing like a Bill Hicks set. Oh, no. <laughs> you doing like a George Carlin set. You doing what like kind a of Richard name Pryor. Is Todd. Todd. What happened to Eddie? <laughs> Which there I know that I only know that bid because of Todd Glass. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's kind of cool though that you can come here to this place, see shows, and then know just that it's you it, saw it at the. You already the, know it's going to be fantastic coming in, right? But then there's also the the prospect of guest drop-ins. Drop-ins. So who are some of the biggest guest drop-ins to come to the Meltdown on Wednesdays at Meltdown? Buy tickets in advance type place. Dave Chappelle? Uh, yeah, Dave Chappelle was oh, like a huge one. Louis C.K., he's Robin coming Williams. a bunch. Robin Williams did that it a was... few times. So Robin Williams was here 
performing stand-up in the back of a comic book shop? Robin Williams got his books here. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then, I mean, he was he actually performed not long before he died. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. It's a... Uh, I often hear it uh, referred to as, like, not a hidden treasure, because it's not like we're keeping it a secret, but, I mean, it's a... It's a gem. I, because of where I work, I spend a lot of time with comedians, so I hear them off mic saying, like, man, the meltdown is just, uh, it's just held in such high regard because mm-hmm. the audiences are always great. Like, they're Ooh. people that love comedy to come see comedy and are just super open to, to everything. That's how I got involved here, mm-hmm. is through the meltdown show. I, uh, my, ex-girlfriend and her co-worker uh, and her other co-worker and the two were dating um, their boss did comedy and we went to a show of hers uh, and it was terrible and we <laughs> wandered around Melrose Avenue afterwards and I remember we stopped in front of a, uh, a shop a little like a Japanese store and they had a poster of Steel in the window. And I was like, oh, Steel. Steel like is the in sh- the comic book character? Steel is in the comic book character. And then I brought the Shaquille O'Neal movie. Yeah, nice. And the guy there was like, oh, hey, you know comics. I work at Meltdown Comics. You should come by. Who was that? Ryan Moran of mm. Meltcast 2.0. And, uh, yeah, that got me here. And he was like, yeah, come to, come to the show. Any... Any uh, Wednesday, and I did, and I got hooked, and it was amazing. That is awesome. Yeah, that got me here, and then I started interning, and then I eventually started working here. It's it's crazy that the meltdown show in the comedy that has started to come out of this place is really it's special. Yeah. So, what show do you recommend, Eddie? Eduardo. Is there a show that you can? Like one show that I like love above all the other ones besides the Wednesday show, because the Wednesday yeah shows... the Wednesday show we've heard is the pinnacle. Um, but you are recommending to people to come to Meltdown to see a show, so when, it better be good. When I started working here, the, the <laughs> show that I was looking forward to the most yeah was the Simpsons trivia show, the mm. Stonecutters. Stonecutters. First hosted Saturday by, of every month. Yeah, yeah first Kyle Saturday Clark. Month, hosted by Kyle Clark. <laughs> and John and Garo. John and Garo and, and Adam Murray. And, Adam Murray. and uh, Liz Prescott. Yeah, Prescott's yeah. part of it. Uh, and it's all Simpsons. It's like, I think seasons one through 12, and it's Prescott? just... Isn't it? What was it? Jess? Jess? No. What? Prescott? Yeah, Prescott. Mrs. Prescott. Are you Ms. pronouncing Prescott. names wrong? Or? Am, yeah. I, am, I, am I mistaking <laughs> your name? Perhaps. What's her name? Doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't remember it either. I hope you never listen to this. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... But you love the show. I love the show. And she's a part of it? Or he's um, a part of it? She. She. she, she and uh, it's, it, it's, just, it's just trivia. It's from like se- seasons 1 through 12. It's... How many people show up? I want to say the whole theater gets packed usually. So it's, normally it's a sellout. Yeah. It's, so it, what is a but, sellout? 
There are no more tickets available. Okay, how many tickets would All, that be? Well, they don't charge for the show. Okay, but they um, give a ticket and they keep a count of how many people are there. I want to say like 150 people maybe. So 150 people are sitting there doing Simpson trivia? Yeah. yeah. All, all set up in teams, of course. That's awesome. I mean, like, Matt Groening's come to it. A couple of times. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. What does he do? I mean, the, the first... I mean, besides be the creator yeah, of the Simpsons. Okay. My, my, my favorite yeah. was the... He went up on stage and yeah. did like yeah. a Q&A. Well, like, he, he came in, got brought backstage, and he started just doing running commentary for the episode that was happening. And it wasn't until the episode ended that I think that the audience realized that it was actually Matt Groening. Doing and then he got, like a DVD commentary track. Yeah. yeah. And so then he came out and the rest of that show, it was like, why would we show more Simpsons episodes? Let's like, talk. Have yeah, here. let's wrap. And then I still remember him like just sitting out here in the store, like signing everybody's. You know what? Ever. Photos with everyone. Aristotle has a list. He has a notebook. Write down Matt it's name. We need to get him on here. We do. The voice of Meltdown yeah. Comics has to have him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, would, I, 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 I would wager that Eddie, Aristotle, and I would not be where we are <laughs> and who we are without the Simpsons. Not, yeah. There was a... Aristotle, this oh, is a great... Oh, okay. Sorry. I meant family guy. Well... <laughs> I mean the I mean the PJs. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the Rugrats. <laughs> the Rugrats. Uh, um, there was a there was a point uh, where uh, I had broken. Me and a girlfriend of four years had broken up, and and someone gave me oh, one no. of his books that was like Love Is Hell. Mm-hmm. Yes, beautiful. And it that's the original. Probably right? out of everything, like that's like what helped the most. And I was like, oh okay, yeah, it's fine. It's gonna be okay. It's it's gonna be fine. And then I had him sign the book, like, a year later, like, at a bookstore. Did you tell him, like, you got me through a real tough situation? <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I was, like, I was like, hey, this helped a lot. And he's like, good, that's what I intended it for. Okay, <laughs> shit. Right forward. Mission and accomplished. Like, uh, and I was like, can you draw me a bender? Uh, he was super nice. <laughs> <laughs> super I still nice remember, guy. like, really early on coming into the store. Um, I forgot where G- Gaston used to keep it, but uh, he had this little... Just blank piece of paper with a Frankenstein Homer drawn on it that had Matt Groening's signature, and that was just like so insane to me. It was like that's a thing that he gave and like he signed and gave it to you, and uh, like year later he's just in the store signing every. Like he he was just the cool and the it's he's just so yeah he's so cool he's so chill. There was a a, one year Comic Con the first year Comic Con that I went I was walking around and, and at the Bongo Studios booth. He was just there, out in the middle of everyone, handing out his business card. <laughs> As if he wasn't the creator of The Simpsons, just kind of like, hey, check out my comics. It's like, what? Why? Yeah, yeah why? You don't need, why? To, you don't need, you to, don't be need to be doing this? <laughs> it's uh, It was great. But uh, Do you know I play Simpsons tapped out on my iPad? My, my girlfriend, I don't know if she still plays it, but she's been playing it for I don't know how long. My sister started me playing that game. She stopped playing that game, and I'm yeah. still playing that game. <laughs> do you buy donuts? I do not buy. Okay, However, yeah. one time, I did get a I did get a uh, gift certificate to the uh, Apple store. Apple yeah. store. It was a twenty dollar gift certificate, <sighs> All and I donuts. said, you know what? <laughs> I play this game enough. Where I should pay twenty it. bucks. I've never paid anything since, and those donuts have gotten me some nice. Building. <laughs> you know what? That show or that, that game actually rips on you. 
if you he, pick a homer and you pick a tree or something, he'll say, oh, that was a real waste. <laughs> you know, he just lets you know that you are really playing a stupid game <laughs> collecting it's, Simpsons stuff. But I want my town to be the best. Yeah. Best Springfield. And my uh, mine was always better than my sister's. And she's a better <laughs> artist than me by miles. But my town was always better than hers. That was my only creative outlet that was better than my sister's. Mm. Better digital architect. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was in a meeting with someone, and the the little Homer went off. He's like, he says, "I'm like, hey, stupid," and I'm just like, ah. <laughs> so did you play the game? I played it for a while. I haven't I haven't played it. it I, I lost track of it. I just. Do you know they're doing a comic book theme? I saw right they're now? doing a superhero. How, wait, how did you see it if you stopped playing it? Because I was downloading games on the App Store, and I saw that like that was their yeah. banner was, and I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should go back and play it again. It's fun, right? I now. I love when they do the Halloween stuff. Yes. So that's usually when I play games like that. It's like I'm gonna get all the Halloween stuff, and then I'll forget but in December. It's a comic book store theme thing. It's cooler than Halloween, <laughs> and it'll only happen once. Whoa, 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 whoa! Nothing's cooler than Halloween. Shit. You're just saying that because you're getting married on Halloween. Well, Are you really? Cool. Yeah. yeah it's, it's the date of his wedding this this year. Oh, yeah. Halloween. I forgot my save the date card said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't mail him out yet. Oh, sorry. I was just kidding. I didn't expect to get one. <laughs> I, you better get on that. Wait, why, because... why wouldn't all of you be invited to my wedding? Well, I don't know. We weren't. I wasn't. <laughs> yet. Uh, right, right. Uh, this podcast is bringing us close together. <laughs> Unrelated to comics, but my... My cousin's getting married in like two or three months. Just got my invitation in the mail. They were so late on it. Where are they? Uh, I feel like that's a. They're going to Bahamas. They they didn't didn't send a save to the the date either. They're just like, come to the wedding. It's happening now. Yeah, it's coming. It's going to be in a couple months. And uh, where is it though? Like far away destination. Like that's a dick move to do. No, it's super close to. I I I could say the city of Eagle Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't? Oh, I don't know. You know what? We all know where Eagle. As long as they invited local, that's okay. That's that late. I mean, that's just a drive. Yeah, we get to fly. I've got a destination. It's it's evil. Where's your destination? A Pioneer Town. Where's that? It's right outside Joshua Tree. It's not that bad. It's not that bad, but. To... You get. I mean, all my family's East Coast, so oh, all her you, family's East Coast. Do you have a hotels and stuff booked already? Uh, we're booking a compound. Oh wow! Mm. So it's you know most of the people can stay there. It, it sleeps about a hundred people, but uh, we want to make all of our family stay far away from there, or Why? at least not far away, but not on the property. What's wrong with your family? <laughs> <laughs> That is okay. a loaded oh, yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> all right, never mind. Never mind. Therapy. Yes. All right, r- real quick. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, but re- the other thing I wanted to ask, if you don't mind, is I wanted to ask Eddie about yeah. what he does at Meltdown because oh. it's uh, it's it's the family of mm-hmm. Meltdown. The fam. But it's it's something else that's pretty special in its own right. So, Eddie... Uh, I work in the, uh, I guess, toy section of Meltdown, which is run by Fat Collectibles, uh, which is the company that I work for. Um, we do toys, video games, uh, board games, card games, all that jazz. Uh, everything pretty much outside of the books uh, is what I take care of. So Fat Collectibles started where? Orange County. Um, on Beach and Euclid. 
uh, is where our main store is, like, Nanaheim, like, five blocks away from the downtown Disney. Disney. Yeah. So it's a legit store. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we have three stores out there. Uh, and our stores out there do comics as well. Uh, but we have our store in Anaheim, our store in La Habra, and our store in Westminster. And then we uh, opened this one here. So can are you guys – so how does that work? Because obviously there's – I know a collector mm-hmm. um, stores, but that collectibles – it got big. I mean, it's not one store. It's multiple, multiple stores. Yeah, the way the way we, we started out originally was uh, at Frankenstein's. I don't know if you've ever been to Frankenstein's. Oh, yeah. Um, the owner was... Uh, he was just slanging toys in a swap meet, basically. Yeah, and then he got a storefront, uh, was just doing strictly toys, shifted into comics as well, and then from there expanded out into... Who's, who's the owner? His name is Jason Davis. And he's a good guy, right? He is an amazing guy. Uh, it's taught me everything I know about business and stuff. So, so what? Do, what do, do you guys specialize in? The hard to find stuff. Um, we take we take in collections all the time. So, um, it's pretty much kind of like a, a almost like a pawn stars type deal where like you never really know what's gonna walk in the door. The other day, someone came in and uh, sold us these replica blasters, like Django Fett replica blasters from a. Where's my episode? Yeah, from episode like. So why don't you bring that into Aristotle to let him inspect the goods? <laughs> I sometimes Aristotle's I, taste uh, tends to just be uh, very specific. Kaiju and well, and, not even that. I'm just stuff. very picky about the things because uh, I, this came up in the Eric episode. I'm vegan, so yeah. that's taught me some pretty uh, tight self control as to we're like, I want all of these toys, but no, I really want this one, this one, this one. So that's what I'm gonna buy. <laughs> But anyways, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, that's so that's the type of thing I dabble in is is mostly knowing like oh hey this toy's from this and they only made a production run of this and 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 you could only get it at this point in time. We started doing Disney pins too, which is something I'm starting to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is in a whole another like everyone's little like niches as far as like them what they like like collecting is, is so super interesting to me. So if someone had a question for you, yeah, they could call you at Fat Collectibles. Yeah, what's the phone number? Uh, come on, man. <laughs> I don't know it off the top of my head. I I am really bad with phone numbers, which is why I have I have a phone. He's in that? trouble now. Three two three four nine eight five five two three. Again. Uh, three two three four nine eight five five two three, and I am here six days of the week. And. Uh, so we could call uh, someone. We I could just walk in the store and say, "Hey, Eddie." But if someone wanted to actually call and talk to you yeah. about finding a toy or to sell a collection, anything else I, that they could reach you reach out to you for? Um, those are really the two predominant things that I get. Uh, there was some of the comedians sometimes will come up to me after the show and be like, "Hey, I'm looking for this video game." I haven't been able to find it. And that's the nice thing about having multiple stores is that each one of them gets different collections. So I can call them up and be like, hey, look, be on the lookout for this. Give me a call. And we usually, that's usually what we do. Um, so what is the, the coolest toy that you sold? The mm-hmm. coolest toy that I've sold. Um, and it, has, it could be personal, cool, but it could also be just in general just 
cool as shit. Lately, the the coolest, and that this is more just I guess personal than anything, uh, was that f- we got these like Freddy Kruegers in. <laughs> these, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. From a yeah. series called Max FX. Um, it was a series in 1989 that um, Matchbox bought the property to. Um, and the whole point of this, the the toy was that you are a special effects artist and you're helping Max recreate different horror monsters. Uh, there was supposed to be a Frankenstein, uh, Dracula, and an alien from Aliens. Xenomorph. Xenomorph, uh, yeah. There was one more, wasn't there? No, that's it. And then Freddy. Oh. And then Freddy was their launching point. Freddy came out... Um, once Matchbox took over, they redesigned it a bit, uh, so it looked completely different from what the original concept was. Uh, I, cheaper, I guess you could say. Um, and it just kind of flopped. It flopped really hard, and that's the only version of that toy that they ever made. Mm. And the other day, someone came in with a bunch of them and sold them to me, and I was When so you say excited. a bunch. I had 12 of them. I think yeah. I had five left. So how much will these sell for? They were twenty five bucks. They weren't like that expensive, but it's no. It's, you bought them for twenty five, or no, no, no. That's how much they, they sell. They that sell for. But it's it's one of those things where people who appreciate that type of like kind of like weird like oh this toy like so Is random very specific. Like, yeah, one one of the uh, or I guess frequenters here, um, Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah, uh, who's a special He's, effects artist. He does that for a living. Freaked out on them so much. He, he thought they were the coolest thing, and he bought two of them. Nice. Yeah, so. He bought one to open and one to, like, seal forever <laughs> yeah. hermetically for right. life. Yeah, and it's weird because I was looking them up online, and, like, 25 seems like the average that they go for, but I saw some of them going for, like, two $300, like, mm. in, like, you know, graded perfect condition. But So do you set prices? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we usually try to go by like the average of whatever the market's going for. Uh, as far as something that's that's used or um, uh, that they don't make anymore, right? Um, and uh, if you do want to come sell your stuff to Fat Collectibles, they uh, they give you good deals. I came and sold. Yeah, we do not my entire price. Star Wars collection, but a good majority of my Star Wars stuff that I collected from childhood. Yeah, stuff that that's what. So Tuesday through Sunday. Yeah, eleven that, to eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, actually, Monday through through Saturday. Oh, sorry, Monday through Saturday. So I was worried. I'm all. I've got tons of stuff in my garage. I need to get rid of it, mm-hmm. and I want to get rid of it. But I'm thinking maybe I should save it till one day I figure out how to do it. But then I think about it's just easier to just give it. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what you did? To, like when you like, sold stuff to Fat Collectibles. Yeah, I. I mean, it's just been in boxes, and uh, it was a tough decision. But and you felt good with the money they gave you. Yeah, and that, and I still have more, and that is a little bit closer to where like, should I? It's half of it is like, for sure, no one wants this. Half of it is uh, like, oh, this is, pre- this is kind of precious to me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and that's and that's the thing. I get that a lot. Where uh, I have people come in and they're like. Oh, and then this I I got at a blank uh, convention, and and I had this person signed it, and I really loved it. And it's you can see that they're still attached to it, but yeah. either for whatever financial reason or um, whatever it may be that they, they have need to, sell to it. they have to get rid of it. And it's it's you always have to be caring with those people. You it, it suck like me as personally as a collector. Like I know it would like break my heart if I had to like give something that I I love mm-hmm. that much. 
you want you want them to know that their toy is going to a good place. Yeah, no, a I do exactly, home. and it's 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 the uh, I like to call it the, the Toy Story effect. It's like at the end mm, of the. You just... should have that on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> People would just be no. giving you stuff. No, well, I mean, like I've uh, this gentleman came in once uh, to one of our stores in Huntington Beach with uh, a collection. Of, it was like the entire run of Sandman and uh, Fables one through twenty, and Why the Last Man like two through like. 34 it was a bunch of like really good indie books that his wife had been collecting um and he knew nothing about comics she she did but she was uh in the hospital with cancer and he was like look i just need money like give 50 bucks here you go and i was like look man this fables number one is like 120 dollars. i'm not giving you 50 bucks for this entire thing i was like put it up online take the time get the money that you need this isn't something that's not going to sell quickly just right. take take the time to do it um, because what he needed, I wouldn't have been able to provide at that point. Right. But I pointed him in the right direction. See? At least, so. so you guys buy people's stuff with a heart. We Yeah, we try. I mean, like, we don't, not looking to screw over anyone. Right. <laughs> like, also, if you come across a Godzilla, Godzilla, uh, Shogun Warriors, tell me. Mm. <laughs> the original one i know yeah, yeah. taking your request now. By, by the way i had the uh one big shogun warrior with the uh oh the Mezinger one yeah uh, the yeah. guy with the uh two horns it looked like and he had the yeah, fingers yeah. that shot the bullets yeah. i when i first started coming to meltdown they had the godzilla and i just thought it was super it was super cool but i didn't know what it was it was just a cool random toy and then one day it disappeared because either we sold, sold it. it. Yeah. But... Was that the tongue that was? T- yeah, 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 yeah. And the fist that shot, shot out, out for some yeah. reason. Yeah. And, why would? And he... he looked like he was on roller skates. He, he had wheels under his feet. And yeah. I thought that was which they're remaking one for the the 2014 Godzilla, which is which I'm definitely gonna buy, but I would still love. I love how much you just have this like kaiju love. And I I feel like I've said this here before, but it's. 100% because of Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a subtle jab at getting kids into yeah. that I, sort of shit. I asked Nico the other day to throw a Powerpuff Girls themed art show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Wait, who's been, Nico? Nico is the curator of a lot of the, uh, the galleries shows. in the he back. He did uh, the Sailor Moon one and most recently the uh, Back, back to, to the, the Future, future. one. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I want to hear about that real quick. So, <laughs> you just talked about. The Meltdown does the comedy, it does the programming, but talk about art shows, because that happens here, too. There are a ton of art shows. Uh, what was the, the other uh, group that does art shows here? Eat Your, Eat Eat your, your Art Out. Um, they do shows. Nico does shows here. Um, My upstairs roommate, Erica Paget. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of curators. That, I mean, it's it's an art space. That, that I, this is what it's basically, Meltdown really is, more, an art space more than anything. You have the podcast, you have the comedy, you have the... Books, literature art, in the front, yeah. Toys. I mean, it. It's a different. It's not necessarily like. It crosses the line because it goes between being high art and low art in like the same breath, mm. and I like that. Well, it sounds like an all-encompassing art. Yeah, and, and there are art classes here. Art. Yeah, with Meltdown U, Meltdown University. Melt U. How do? What's that about? Aristotle, because sketch melt. Well, too. actually, Aristotle, you can talk about Meltdown University, which is something that's happening here. There is the Meltology, which I'd like to hear about. Mm-hmm. But you do something actually super cool here, 
and and it's it, coming up and it's coming up so would you tell me about that because while we actually talked about it off air I could not get it through my head <laughs> what it was specifically. I got it now, but tell people what it is and what how to get involved. I uh, put together Zine Melt, which is a bi-monthly uh, comic slash zine fair that we have in the, the kind of back parking lot area of Meltdown. And that is, uh, I wanted a place for all of the, I want, artists, zinesters, r- creators to come and sell their stuff in uh, I was going to say in a fair like place but somewhere where people know to come and they're going to find interesting things and Meltdown is already that and I wanted just more zines out there and if you don't know what zines are uh, it's I didn't, by the way. I, I, <laughs> really? I, hey, I was. A, I, I mean, I thought I knew what it was, but I kept on. Uh, this was. This was actually. Some, I. Well, now I need to. I'm. I'm having. I have terrible memory, but I'm pretty sure this came up in the LA Zine Fest uh, episode of Meltcast uh, a few episodes ago. I had the organizers of the LA Zine Fest come on, and uh, one of the questions I asked was, "How do they define zine?" Because originally it would be like a fanzine that's what people thought of like people got together they wrote and did art based on whatever thing it is that they were a fan of and now it's it's so much more than that so it's it's, evolved it's it's people's photographs it's a it it can be diaries it could be uh journal like comics i feel like it's anything that channels a sort of uh DIY, DIY, like I, you know, just make it. I like. I didn't need to go find someone to do this for me. I made it. Yeah, I remember so, one of the standouts from last uh, Zine Fest was the woman who had stitched together like giant cigarettes, cigarettes, which are so funny. And, and uh, it was like these like stuffed animal cigarettes. <laughs> And it was just so weird. How but, big were they? Uh, like about the size of a forearm. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Like the size a of a cigarette stuffed animal size of your forearm. Uh, they had little faces. Right? Yeah, they had faces on them, and some of them were like smoked, some of them were unsmoked, and it was like it. They, they were ridiculous and silly, but they they were beautiful because they were such a labor of love. And like I I, I, I hate to use the word outsider art, but. I mean, zines do channel that. It's it because it, I mean, it that's, is that's something that you'd be hard pressed to find somewhere for sale. You yeah, know what I mean? right. no, like, and, it's, it's and a, it all comes from a labor of love. It's like the people making it love what they're doing. They might not be the best at it. They might not, you know, have the marketing sense to know what to do with it, or you know, whatever and uh, they. They have flaws, but the flaws make, make them it great. beautiful. Yeah, mm. and uh, that's yeah, a knock. Is, I'm not knocking it. No, we that should, sounds yeah. like a super endorsement. I mean, it's uh, it's someone getting to express whatever they want and probably just recover the cost just to do it. Mm. You know, hopefully, and if not, who cares? Because they're still doing something amazing, unique, and uh, special that obviously has la- made an impression on you two. That you keep are talking about this. When did this happen? Who who uh, last month? 
Okay. Who's the lady? Do you know who she is? Uh, I can't remember her name right now because she shared her table. And uh, the the other lady uh, is the one that emailed me with all the info. Okay. Um, so so you, I'm sorry. No, no. So, you, <laughs> so the zine melt. So what is your hopes to, with zine melt? What do you want to see happen? Just to continue helping more creators come and sell their stuff because uh, zines are not that they're hard to find especially in LA it's just that there aren't many places to carry them like so, we have a, a table here at Meltdown but like I know that there's just way more people out there making stuff and I, I just want to invite them in more can you uh, tell everyone what the original reason of you putting on Zine Melt was I wanted more zines is that what it is <laughs> yes. is that what you want me to, yes. to tell you yeah that I you wanted I, them to come to you? I wanted, the, yeah. That I, I want more zines. There you go. <laughs> I'll buy, I, I buy something from everyone every time. How much? How much did you spend this? Well, I don't remember that, but I also whoa, 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 whoa! You, like you totally bucks. remember. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely don't. Remember. He's everyone's best customer. Because, no, I just have all these numbers popped into my you head had from like the last bag full few of record like stores. I do have, but that's from uh, Zine Mail and LA Zine Fest and. Oh so. man, LA Zine Fest was so much fun. This yeah, year. it was great, and but there was just so much. I was like, oh my god! I love that you didn't even find the annex until like later on in yeah. the day. The it was, I don't even know what to call that place. Like a rec center? It, yeah, totally a rec center. So you walk in, and it's this massive. Uh, it's like basically uh, like four basketball courts. Where is this? It was in Glendale this yeah. year. At we 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 actually met up accidentally on the shuttle there. Yeah. <laughs> And As a coincidence, it, and it, it was fun. Yeah, but like I, I spent so much time in that first um, basketball court, looking around at everything. And there's a small hallway, and it says "More Zines This Way." And I thought, oh, that's probably a smaller room. I'll, I'll go later. I go in through that hallway, another just massive <laughs> basketball court filled with people. I thought, damn it. Mm. I could have, and that's where like Hannah more. was, and Hannah, uh, uh, Sam Spina. Yeah, Sam Spina, who we uh, love to have on the show. Sam, Sam Greenberg. Spina. I'm sorry, Sam. Sam G. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, and, uh, JT was in there. Who has a lot of stuff here? Mm. Uh, he teaches at Otis. He does uh, like porniture. Oh, Fuck <laughs> Billy. But see, uh, uh, that, so many. That good was books. another thing. Is where I. I very foolishly on that episode with LA Zine Fest said uh, I think of LA Zine Fest as like a Comic Con for zines, and that like all of them were like ooh, ah, just because because uh, they don't want to be Comic Con anymore. It's well, they're just two very different Marvel worlds. doesn't want to be Comic Con anymore. Marvel goes oh, to yeah. Comic Con, not anymore. No, they're done. Yep, uh, actually, Wait, they, they stopped having tables there for a while. No, no, no. Marvel but, officially no. is not going to be like, doing and no presence I don't at all that. because I I read the headline and I just thought no, no, oh, no, no. they're not going to be talking about movies. No, they're not going to do any panels, mm. oh. even comic book panels. I think so. That oh, wow. would be wrong because Why? because I think take it's a stand. M- MU. What's the stand? If you let if Marvel leaves and doesn't have a comic book presence there, then they have officially given up Comic Con. If Marvel right. said we're not going to show you our movies, but we're only going to talk about our comics because this is what it is—a yeah. Comic Con—that might start getting people to realize that this is a comic book convention. I'd be on board with that. That's yeah. fine. But why so Marvel should not give up. Marvel should stay and fight. Uh, no, but I mean if 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 like you're a 
Peter Parker would not give up. No, but if but if you're saying like that as something, like I feel like they should do something drastic to make that apparent. Are we uh, are we upset at what Comic Con is? Well, the the uh, is, <laughs> kind we're of are we? a little uh, bit. The way I uh, I not see it, but I think that they might be doing is. They already have Stanley's Kamikaze. They can make that their huge thing. Because I mean, it's technically, not, it's not a Marvel event, but I mean, it's Stanley. It the is. one, the one that's baffling to me is that oh, they. Uh, that's me. They have WonderCon, which is coming up in April, in Anaheim, uh, which is like oh. the, the center of. of uh, you can you still hear? Yeah, nope. I'm assuming it's still recording. Oh. Still good. Still recording. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just... <laughs> I just can't hear anything in my earphones. So it's, it, they have no presence at WonderCon, which is like Disneyland's right there, and I mean that I I feel like that would be a place for them to be at, or at least you have like a small. Well, especially booth. like that's like the epicenter of Disney. Yeah, yeah. At least on the West Coast, and you know all the companies are moving to the West Coast. DC is, which, is, wait. which is why we're getting convergence. Wait, speaking of comics, we should talk about this week's comics. Well, how much time do we have? We have all the time that we need. Because I do want to hear real quick about Meltology, and I want to hear about Meltdown U. Well, yeah, I also have to explain myself with the, the zine melts. And the zine melts. <laughs> uh, so, Aristotle still uh, needs I, to explain his So zine forget melts. Comic-Con no, no, no. for right now. We can have that discussion well, later. They, they came up because I accidentally it. called them Comic-Con. What I meant... When I said that... Comic-Con is obviously a touchy subject. <laughs> yeah. With some but people. Zine Melt is the the pinnacle of zines. When you want to find zines, you go to LA Zine Fest because everything is there. Yeah. What I want to do with Zine Melt is curate uh, a different group of zine people every time. But on a slight... Not a small scale, but I mean... Something more intimate where you can spend more time with the creators, get to know what their zines are, talk to them about it. And then, I mean, obviously I'd love to have them all back various times, but I would like to have... A little rotation. Yeah. Well, cool. You know what I'm saying? So what do you need to do if I had a zine that I wanted to part of zine melt how would i do that who would i contact uh, you email me at zinemelt at gmail.com bam and then Wait, what how the hell oh i guess that makes sense but i feel like that gmail should have been taken by now zine melt yeah yeah for some know. reason so <laughs> what am i e- i'm saying to you aristotle i heard you on the Meltcast 3.0 you were fucking cool and i like what you're doing <laughs> let me uh, uh let, come on guys oh why are you being so mean to aristotle <laughs> oh we should have todd glass in one of the episodes uh, yeah. <laughs> so then i would say to you i want to get involved what would you tell me how do i get involved uh i want to reserve a table i want to reserve a table 20 um, bills it's twenty bucks for the space, uh, ten dollars if you want to reserve a table. But uh, and how we'll long also, will we be selling our wares? Uh, eleven to four. Uh, I chose eleven to four just because that's what it. Um, 
I don't know. That's what Francisco recommended to me. I wasn't sure. Should we do eleven to five? Twelve to five? Ten? Uh, but eleven. What do you think now? Like, You've only yeah, done it one time. So what do you think would be better? Or is that uh, perfect? I think it's later perfect. is better. Yeah, because I say like let's pack up at four, and then it's around five is when everything's yeah. done and it's gotten kind of dark. So eleven to four. Yeah, there's the weird things with the lights in the back. Yeah, guys, they haven't caught up to. Daylight When's the next savings? time you're doing it? Uh, March twenty eighth. Last Saturday of the month. So every month, last Saturday of every uh, month. Every other month. Every, every other yeah, month. Bye. And uh, I think uh, on January, February, March, April. In May, I, it's it won't be the last Saturday. Whoa, whoa, It'll whoa, be the whoa, whoa. The Saturday before the last Saturday. Do you have any people lined up Second already? Last Saturday. For this current one, yes. Okay. Who, any, who, who's your knockout hit? Who's going to uh, sell out? We got Tiny Splendor. And we got Tuesday Basin or Bassin. It's another. Why last can't we name? pronounce yeah. anything? Uh, I, I think it's just a fear of not of not wanting to get it wrong. But then it's like, <laughs> oh, is it this or that? Whereas if I was a confident guy that just didn't care, I'd be like Tuesday Basin, <laughs> and she'd say Bassin. I'm like, no, it's Basin. <laughs> but uh, I, you're I wrong. Like, yeah. You objectified that situation into <laughs> no. a gender. Yeah, uh, that's. <laughs> now you set them back for two more minutes. Jeez. Yes. Uh, but uh, we also got Melthology coming up, which, um, oh man, I did not. Uh, oh, fuck Mel- yeah. That's next Mel- uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, March that's, that's uh, what, three days after this airs? Yes, it is. Yeah. March 17th, starting at 7 p.m. here at Meltdown Comics. You come meet up with Chuck, you pitch in $2, you draw whatever you want, bring your pens. Bring, bring your pens. Y- yes, bring pens and uh, paper, paper, and whatever, uh, and it, it's great. It's a community thing. It, it was a lot of fun. I, I've done it once so far, and it was awesome. Yeah. So I talked to Chuck and uh, Aristotle. You were in that conversation yes, this I week, was. and uh, I guess Chuck moved down here from Seattle. Yeah. And they were doing a draw a comic jam mm-hmm. in a Seattle coffee shop, and what that would be is he had like. 60 people were showing up just drawing and then they put it all together into a book and it was a anthology of whatever it was the jamthology and he moved to LA and he was like I fucking love doing that in Seattle let's do it here let's do it in LA and where do we do it well we go to meltdown because that's the kind of stuff that happens here and so he asked Gaston can I do this and the answer was, yeah, why not? And sure enough, it now happens. How often again? Uh, every Bi-monthly. third Tuesday. Isn't it every month? Oh, yeah. Right. A, uh, every third, every uh Every third Tuesday of the month. That does not happen in the showroom. That actually happens in the store. Yeah. So you're absorbing the coolness of whatever comics are out there. Mm. Drawing and then... It's put into a book, like a book that's actually for sale. Like a zine. Like a zine. So the Meltology could be at the Zine Fest. It is. Uh, That's actually where uh, we first started selling them. Yeah. Uh, Originally, Chuck was just printing enough for the people that came and got their their art. And uh, for the first Zine Melt, we were like, Chuck, can you print out some more? We'll sell them here. And that's what we did. And now he's he's, uh, reprinting more. Which is great. Yeah. Because they're, they're awesome. So what was uh, what was your experience like there, Aristotle, when uh, you did it? A lot of fun. Because 
he, he said in that meeting that he wanted it to be a social thing, and uh, I'm not very good at being social. But I sat down with <laughs> lies my, and slander. With, I sat down with my pen and paper, and sure enough, me and all the other guys at the table just started talking while we were drawing, and it was awesome. Oh, they were all super cool guys. And uh, is there any girls? Uh, Tons. Yes, there is. Good. I just uh, want to make sure. <laughs> Because uh, girls draw two, women do, draw yes. two. Uh, I was at a very small table. Gave of like vote and late comers. <laughs> Jeez, Eddie. <laughs> Edited out. <laughs> is, is that... Does that be like a long bleep? <laughs> Eddie, do you have a girlfriend? I do. Yes, he does. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, I make terrible jokes like that. Um, it wasn't that bad. Okay, that move on. That, that was, I should. I should have... Um, <laughs> Should have said humans. We humans started talking. Yeah. Oh, Eris, uh, so go on. So but, meltology. But so it's you had, great. Mm. Yeah. And uh, it's been growing a lot, and it's you just contribute two bucks for the printing, and then you come back the next month Get and you have free, your own book. Yeah. Yeah. That's Throw awesome. down more. Give it to your family, friends. So mm-hmm. do you know how who to get? Into, you said Chuck, right? You just come. Uh, yeah, you, you, just, you just come. Right, but it would be nice to if you had a question and you wanted oh, to nice. reach out to Chuck. Reach out to us. Reach out. Uh, okay, so to the world. Who are we reaching out to? How about we can even? You can even email me at zinemail. Yeah, zinemail. You could also tweet at us. Uh, tweet yeah. at zinemail. What's the tweet tweets? Okay, is that what it is? Uh, is that the Twitter handle? Yeah, at zinemail at meltcast. Uh, what's the the meltdown? Is, is it meltdown Melt- comics? Meltdown comics. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was it's melt pretty... comics though. That's that's all. That's all our email stuff, but. Yeah, we're Meltdown Meltdown Comics. Comics. All right. With an at. Sorry. That's a good one. Yeah. You can tweet at that. Is Twitter used a lot? The most. Almost more than email. I meant with communicating with Meltdown. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say most direct messages are like pretty quickly responded to because it's the most uh, accessible thing for all of the people who work here. Right. We're all tapped into that in some way or another. So if it's a pressing question, you're like 30 minutes until, you know, meltdown opens. I want to be in zine melt. That's probably an accurate way to get in touch. What's the phone number of the store? Three two three seven two. He's already better than Eddie, though. I've never had to call my own office. <laughs> yeah, but people might want to know. I guess people just don't use phones. I mean, we use our phones, <laughs> but not for phones. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I know. I know. I got three two. Uh, All right, three two three eight five one seven two two three. Say it again. Meltdown. That is. Three two three eight five one seven two two three. And so, how often are you here, Josh, to answer questions? Tuesday through Saturday. Okay. So even if someone wanted to call up on this show, or we could call them and they could give us our phone number, we could do that. Reach out to Meltdown. Reach out to Zine Melt. Yeah, call call in. Uh, we will definitely point you in the right direction to where wherever you're trying to go. Right. So this, whether it's selling toys, selling zines, signing up for classes, going to shows, anything you need, like just call in. We're 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 just people here. And even if you contact one of us, there's a good chance we're all in the same room, anyways. So <laughs> 
<laughs> Especially us three. Yeah. There's like rarely a time that we're not all here. Yeah. Or at least one of us is here. Yeah. Yeah, you guys yeah. hold it down. Me, yeah, me and Eddie have, have been here all morning. Yeah. Like, I forgot. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, that opened, was I opened the store today, yeah. I opened the store. Well, you did open you the store. You opened the gate. I was uh, the first one inside of the Aristotle store Aristotle technically opened the store. Let's not split hairs. <sighs> You, <laughs> you opened your section. No, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh shit, Francisco was late, and I had to open the entirety of the store. Oh, good for you. I know. Hey, yo. Me That's and like, Eddie That is the fourth the time I do it, so. Whoa, well, now don't sell it, Francisco. No, I mean, not for Francisco. <laughs> well, there was once. It, one time was for me. It, yeah, one time was for Josh. Okay, no more airing out your dirty laundry. <laughs> hey, hey, I, no, I, I will, I will own that. I was yeah. very. Yeah, you should own some shit. <laughs> uh, like a car. Yeah. And a house. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what I meant. <laughs> Things that will help you survive in life. Uh, so also Aristotle meltdown university or anyone can talk about that yeah. real quick. I feel quick. like Josh has the most info on that. But who's I the know. guy? Jim Higgins? Jim? I actually know him, but I want to <laughs> act like I don't know him so you could tell me about him. You know. So Jim John. Jim Higgins. He's a teacher. Uh, he teaches all over uh Otis CalArts. Uh he was an editor over at DC. Great guy, fantastic person. He teaches all the classes uh and basically has run Melt U since it has begun here. Um. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually planning some big stuff. Mm. Always. Yeah, and uh, there's great classes. Yeah, a, a lot of his graduates. I mean, uh, one of my favorites is one of his graduates actually got into Sundance with one of his shorts that he was developing. Gordy Hoffman, who's a, a poll customer here, you've seen him around. Mm. Um. His short that he actually was working on while he was taking Jim's class got into Sundance, and uh, we're all really proud of him. It's called Dog Bowl. Check it out. Um, extraterrestrial dogs. <laughs> bizarre. Bizarreness. Um, very grounded, though. Um, and it was great. Um, I actually found... When he was taking Jim's class, he left his one of his first drafts at one of the tables. And I read through it, and at the end, I was like, oh, wait, Gordy Hop, why do I know that name? <laughs> and put it into his pull box. So nice. you read through someone else's stuff, you pervert? <laughs> of course I did. It was a script. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, doesn't that make you kind of perverted or something? <laughs> that you're reading someone else's stuff without their permission? If that makes me a pervert... I am the John Waters of the world. <laughs> there you go. Uh, how do people sign up for Melt You? Because I, Melt- I, I know Jim Higgins. I just I, uh, I actually don't know that much about Meltdown You because every time I see Jim, he's he's teaching he's- a class, so I never get a chance to talk. I to also him always assume it's the same class. Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Right? It, it changes. Okay. It, it yeah, basically no, I, goes. I, I figure it did. It just, I don't know. I always assumed like, it was the same. He's, class. he's always teaching, so I don't. I don't, it's always I don't, art I speak that comes ask. out of his mouth, and I'm just like, yay. <laughs> yeah, it runs It ba- runs basically he's giving you uh, his college course class, yeah. um, but just not in a college, and not with credit. And it is, it is fairly priced. Yeah, it's 25 bucks a class. I think it's actually 30 
It's twenty five bucks a class. I think it's actually going to be thirty. Yeah, uh, but it might be twenty five. Right now, it's twenty five dollars <laughs> a class. So sign up now. <laughs> yeah, for real, because it's about to explode. Um. Yeah, and uh, if you want it, well, yeah. I mean, you can go on the website. I know yeah, there's a write, meltdown. Write, write it, meltcomics.com. There's a link directly linking you to the Melt University site. Uh, and yeah, there's a contact there. Just sign up. In tell- lots of classes and various uh, 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 levels. Yeah. I think it's one of the things we should do, fellas, is I think we should have people come up and do a little interview with each of the people we've talked about because maybe they could tell <laughs> us they're all right here in my notebook right so I let's uh let's plan for that next week you just today i, I crossed you off my list because you were one of the people that yeah but if it <laughs> but if it's everyone like me then i'm just gonna everyone will be staying here and we'll have to get more microphones right you have asked me to come and i keep on coming back <laughs> So we got Meltdown, all the Meltdown stuff. We got some shows that are happening. We talked about Fat Collectibles. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just a ton of stuff. Is there anything else overall that we need to hit before we um, talk about comics? The uh, Nerdist School stage, probably. Mm. What is there's, that? Uh, the Nerdist School stage is uh, located directly behind where I uh, ring up people. <laughs> so um, you get to hear all the yells, all shouts, the scrimps, screels, and screams. It is a uh, comedy school, uh, acting school. Uh, it is a school uh, and a, a stage uh, for um, improv. Improv and comedy a, and other things a, that they it's do a there. Small, it's a smaller theater than yeah. the Nerd Melt. But it's, um, it's a learning space. It's a learning space, and then those students go on to like put together shows that mm-hmm. they they have in that same space. So they teach the classes, and then there's like legitimate shows that get put on there by the students, and that are awesome. There was one um, over there that's really good. It was uh, historical his, roast. I was going to say historical roast is a, which is, is pretty much like a roast show, but they do um, historical figures. I think the last one was Lucille Ball, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was the one before that that they did uh, with uh, Benjamin Franklin. And again, Kyle Clark. Kyle Clark was Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin. Franklin. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. So how do you get involved with that besides sitting or standing where you work where and hearing them yell? I mean, do you even know how to do or get in contact with them? Um, through the Meltdown website, I believe. Uh what the, is it? The Nerd Melt website. I think it's just nerdmelt.com. And uh, there, there'll be a link on there as to how to sign up for classes. Uh, and I believe it's a three-level class uh, as far as the improv class is concerned. And they also just added a, a musical class. So Meltdown University seems to focus more on comic book-related mm-hmm. stuff, storytelling through writing, drawing, that thing. And then the Nerdist School is more of a performing arts. Yes, yeah class Mm -hmm. so you could come out and do comedy and do acting i mean is it acting too or is it just comedy i believe it's also acting uh i i've not inquired so much over there uh but i always hear yelling coming from over there (laughs) right the improv classes and i've gone over there to catch a couple of shows it just Um, sounds like people are being murdered over there yeah all all the the time. time I, I feel like one day there's going to be an actual murder over there and And no one's no one's everyone's gonna be like oh it's the improv class it's fine um so, so that's another facet of uh, Meltdown 
comics. Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, when you yes. really think about there's so much a comic book store that has yeah. that many arms, it's like Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I mean, I don't want to say that because it's you know they're the bad guys. You have to whisper it. Yeah, but I mean, it's really true. There's so much happening here. And then, I mean, we could even, I think we did talk about it, or maybe I didn't, the artist signings that are here. All the mm-hmm. time. So uh, what are some artists or creator signings or releases that you guys have seen here that has just been like... Keenan Marshall Keller, Tom Neely, Christina, uh, it's Christina Colantes? Is that, do you know, is that... Uh, any, anyway, this is the creative team yes. of the humans, and the humans is just a fucking fantastic book. I think I've talked. They just we've talked about a, it. A trade paperback of it, and you should buy that if you haven't been reading it. Because Why? Because I haven't been reading it. I've seen it. It looks very enticing, but I have not yet made this step to buy that particular book. Why? Aristotle, should I buy? Because, by the way, your confidence when I just said what thing have you seen that you like? Did you notice it, Eddie? Yeah, I, mean, I know. He's thing. just like, well, because that out the gate. For someone I... who's not social, buddy, <laughs> you just I... nailed it. When, when Aristotle loves things, like his opinions come out like bullets. Yeah. And that's, that's why I can't be social, because I can only talk about the things that I love. And the, these things that I love come up a lot here, but in the outside <laughs> world, it's like no one knows. Them. That makes a lot of sense, <laughs> yeah. actually. You're ordering but coffee, and the, you're like, did you watch that like Godzilla vs. Mothra movie? And the guy's like, here's your coffee. No, man. I saw the here, latest please. Game of Thrones, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't watch Game of Thrones. That's where we disconnect. <laughs> and everyone else connects on That's that. That's why he that, likes podcasting so yeah. much, because he yeah. just goes Listen. all out. Oh, so but, go on, go, go on, but, so uh, the humans. The humans is fantastic. It's about a... This is this is where it gets confusing when I try to explain it to people, but it's like a Planet of the Apes. Uh, it's not about of, humans. Yeah, it's not about humans. It's a Planet of the Apes type world where every, it's all apes, and the motorcycle gang of apes is called Burbank. the humans. Or no, 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 Bakersfield. In Bakersfield, yes. yes. It takes place in Bakersfield. It's a motorcycle gang of apes that are called the humans, and they, uh, in this world they're also humans, but they're kept like... Uh, dogs, like they humans they, are kept like dogs. It's Planet Human, of the Apes. It's Planet of the Apes, but like you know, meat sons of anarchy. Exactly. Yeah, that's a yeah. better way to to say it. And they're developing a new drug that causes people to go berserk. It's basically like LSD meets PCP. It's in the seventies, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's right after <laughs> Vietnam. LSD PCP. <laughs> LSD PCP with apes. <laughs> And it's uh, drawn by Tom Neely. Who... And I, I was just asking him, is it Chris, Christine Colantes? With the colorist name? I, for, I forgot how to say it. We're terrible people. All I know <laughs> no. is that Dave Clark showed me an amazing poster uh, he did Oh yesterday. my god, yes. He, oh, oh. It, it's, the psych- it's the cover for issue three, which is a psychedelic ape with LSD on his tongue, and instead of eyes, it's oh, a motorcycle. Wait, it's a poster for the humans? Yeah, it's a uh, cover. Every issue of the humans, they do a, a back page pinup by a different artist. And uh, for this particular artist, uh, Dave Clock, who is an amazing artist himself. The Meltdown he does, artist. Yeah, he does yeah, all the posters, posters for, for the, the Wednesday. Most of the posters for the Wednesday. And, which is insane, 90, by the way. Like 90%. 90% yeah. that he, can, he manages to do that every week is insane. Um 
Uh, yeah. But, what? Oh, yeah. That I want to hear about that because that's ridiculous. That's been going on for a while. Since Four years. day one. Yeah. So go on, Dave Clock. But uh, uh, he he also does a lot of screen printing work for stuff that is also just not like his own. Uh, but he screen printed a bunch of posters of one of the artist's uh, pinups in The Humans, and it's awesome. And I, it's a blacklight poster, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so cool. I wanted to go buy it. but Goddamn yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but The Humans, the, their signing was awesome because they, uh, they had their books. They had the Zero Issue, which is a hard thing to find. They had a UK... Uh, the UK variant, is that what it was, mm-hmm. of issue one. And then they also had their patches. They had a limited run of seven-inch records. That was Shirts. The fir- they had the shirts, which I love and I wear all the I time. Wear, I wear mine, like, <sighs> constantly. I'm, I'm worried that one day we're, I'm going to show up and we're all going to be wearing our human shirts. I mean, I'll wear it underneath my suit, but we won't faux pas that hard. <laughs> but that, that was a, a signing that stuck out for me. And... Was that the same day as Cena Grace being here? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And that was a that was a big day for me. <laughs> Cena Grace. This is a big day for me. Come back to LA, Cena Grace. We what, miss you. What Where about you, Josh? What was the best or the most some signing that happened here that just stood out? Craziest signing. Or it doesn't have to be crazy. Just something to tell people about that makes someone say Damn, I wish I was at Meltdown. Well, my favorite thing that happens, um, we have the crew of uh, Black Dynamite come in, and those guys put on a signing unlike anyone else. Um, they they pull out all the stops, and they're all here, and they're all here to have fun. Um, you know, we had J. Michael White come to one of the signings. Um, one of my favorite, like, kung fu actors. I mean... Everything from Spawn to his, like, cutout thing in Kill Bill, which is one of the biggest missteps in my mind. Uh, J. Michael White is one of my favorite actors out there right now. Star of Black Dynamite. Um, And they were all here. They were all signing. And they, they have fun. And, like, they had a DJ come in, curate everything. They were signing books forever. And it was great that, you know, the, they're all just, they're fantastic people. That's great. So that happened here and that you don't have to pay for, right? You just come in and just go to the signing? Buy a book, get a sign. Mm. I mean, the Gerard Way signing was ah, probably. Shut up. shut up. Get out. That was uh, pretty great. Uh, Podcast is over. That was, my get out. God. Lines around the corner. That that was, that <laughs> was, lines was this? Lines. That was, uh, that was, I think, the first month that we were in the building. Yep. yep. That Fat Collectibles. Yeah. And shut it up. was no more. a pre-Comic-Con signing. Get so out. it was yep. Gerard was Way, Becky Cloonan. Becky Cloonan. Uh, uh, one of the, uh, uh, Sam G did was the flyer. Gabriel Ba that was here? Yep, Gabriel Ba. He wasn't on the list. No, but, but he, he just, just showed up. And people started uh, recognizing him. Um, I mean, we were like, we, we, yeah, yeah us we recognized him, recognized him Eric, like off the bat. Eric Esquivel. Yeah. Hannah Nance Partlow. Oh, God, and the Stan Sakai signing. Dear, dear God, we had Sergio Gonas yeah. here. I was there. Oh man, that I was. I brought my kids. Yeah, your kid came in in a Yosagi Ojimbo <laughs> yeah. cosplay. That was, awesome. that was awesome. spot on. It hurt. Yeah, <laughs> he was pretty psyched. 
if you look at our Instagram, uh, <laughs> Throwback Thursday. Uh, yeah. So that was amazing. So what's your signing, Eddie? That that signing probably the because it was like that's the, a welcome to meltdown. That was probably. Wait, wait. Oh. Like that was like a, it was just this so many, is how we do it. there was just so many there was so many people here and I like this when I got here there was people like already lined up out the door and the like signing around the like, corner by yeah, the time you got here the signing was until like four yeah so yeah people like camped out the night before yeah no we we had we had a group of like about six people that like slept outside meltdown what it's funny because two of them. Because Gerard Ways, he he's in a band, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, Aristotle. Yeah. What, why? Are, I mean, I understand that you are sad that you missed it, but why? I, I did want to eventually explain my anger. He's but, uh, missed him I, every I time he's been. Every uh, single I, time. I've been a huge fan of My Chemical Romance forever, and. Uh, <laughs> Every time he's been in here, like oh, oh we had it a, happens to be we a had day an art that show that night too. Yeah, what show did we have that night? Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. No, 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 that was Erica Paget's yeah. show. So but... it was just that entire day was just like a non party. Stop. Get it. Get it. Yeah, but uh, it was looking awesome. But it was funny because he was asking about Aristotle and no, he just wasn't Uh, there. That that weekend, I had already happened to plan with my girlfriend and her family a trip to Palm Springs. (laughs) I was in Palm Springs during that. I kept sending him pictures of like Gerard Way here, and and then uh, to no response. I think think it was like two months ago that I was taking the train here. And I was getting off the train. I got off on Hollywood and Highland, mm-hmm. and I get a text from Eddie, like Gerard Way is here. And I thought, holy! Sh-. I text him, holy shit! Hold him! I'm on my way. <laughs> I love that your voice hold, cracked hold. on hold him. <laughs> Pin him to the ground. And then uh, the thing is, when you ride the subway, uh, you know you don't get any service. You so own a car, I, right? Yeah, but okay. what I what I didn't know, and you're was not that choosing to ride the subway. I am. Yeah. Okay. Unlike but, some people. Yeah. The Josh I, doesn't own a car, so or drive or drive. But uh, that text had came, had come earlier, and so when I texted you, you texted back saying he's already gone. So what's your love affair with Gerard Way? I just, <laughs> yeah. Where did it start? He's in some like small band. He was in a he's in, in the band Mike Chemical. He was a singer, and uh, they were a huge thing for me. Did you ever see him perform? Oh, all the time. It's just I never got to meet him. But and, we uh, went. We went to go see him like a, uh, a month later after that with his. Uh, oh yeah, his on his solo, solo tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. But uh, yeah, I've just never. I've never met him. He's one of my heroes. You know? Nice. But I'm also just trying to keep <laughs> it cool because it'll happen one day. It'll happen. But uh, you're at meltdown. There was like a, to come there was in. like just crying girls. Like yeah. Oh. Oh my yeah. God! I remember like the first crop of people came through and there were all these girls crying and I remember I stopped one of them I was like are you okay and they were like yes I'm so happy and I was like oh happy tears these are happy tears okay <laughs> good 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 but Becky Cloonan also oh yeah Becky Cloonan god love damn she is so cool I don't know who so Becky cool. is oh, she's so cool Becky oh. Cloonan is <laughs> the shit and the... if we want to keep talking about Becky Cloonan we gotta talk about Southern Fucking Cross was one of the breakout hits of this week. God 
damn, she is crafting a beautiful world. <laughs> we we fucking <laughs> complain so much yeah. about issue, issue one ones. exposition. And this was the first issue one that, like, I was like, oh, cool, you're not holding my hand through this. Yeah, this is... Your world no. building Fantastic. on your fucking own. Yeah. Yeah. Your world building through stories. If, yeah, think... if anything, it had me asking more questions, like, but yeah. not, like, in a, in a negative way. It was more like... I want to know more. more. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more. Because most of the times, those issue ones are uh, exposition, but it's very it obvious. It, does, it, like, it, oh, it doesn't okay, service the story in any way. Blah, blah, blah. And, and, and the way... Perfect. The way that she's crafted the story, it's it's sci-fi in a way, and, and good sci-fi always believes in itself, and it knows all the answers, but it doesn't give it to you. And I love this because it is truly good sci-fi. She is telling a great sci-fi story that, like I said, doesn't hold your hand. She's telling you a story that's like, you keep up with me. I'm not going to stop myself <laughs> to like tell you what's going on. Yeah. And I love that. I, I mean, I, I'd say, like, the only part of that story that does that was her riding the elevator through the spaceship. And even then, and, I, was and even like, then I was like, yeah, I was like, what, oh, what that cool, mean, cool. What what is, yeah, more, it, more. You mean, the, like, the, the whole her, like, getting guided to her room? Yeah. yeah. That, I thought, that was my favorite uh, thing in the book. Me too. Uh, it, just the, the paneling layout and me having to follow her through the ship. Through the elevator, um, through yeah. the different corridors. Yeah. She's making her way to her room. That and the scene with her and the captain. Yeah. The first interaction. That she All right, real got. quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Slow down one sec. You guys just exploded <laughs> on Clooning right there. I just said, who? And you just exploded. So Wednesdays, for those who don't know, everyone knows. You know what? Not everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Not everyone uh, knows. Funny. I just explained it to someone here at the store today. Yeah. I had to say Tuesdays, new record day, Wednesdays, new comic day. And And even then, a lot of people don't know about Tuesdays. Right. You were with me, Josh. (laughs) Don't you remember? I was telling that guy this. And, uh, well, maybe you don't. You probably weren't paying attention to me. (laughs) But anyway, the point is, is new comics come out on Wednesdays, and that's where my company name, Wednesdays Finest, came. And my Twitter handle. I never got to. I still haven't gotten to any of these questions I wrote down for you. I we got that, but we'll, we can maybe either finish with that or start with that next week, depending on our timing. Because I do think it's a good time to segue into new comic review or whatever you're calling it. What are you guys calling it? The podcast. <laughs> this week's books. Okay, yeah. this week's books. So Wednesday's new comics come out, and it's a, the best day in my week. It's a Christmas every week. It really is. You, it's a great time. You come or to Hanukkah or whatever, whatever, <laughs> and you come new comics here. And if you're a pull list customer, that means that what? Which I've been since '95. That I send in my list through Comicsology website. Meltdown gets that, and then Meltdown will order the books for you that you want and in advance for you. Hold them aside. So when I come to the store every Wednesday, I get to see Josh's smiling face. (laughs) And he says, did you get your books yet? No. Or you have them waiting for me, which is unbelievable. And they are there, the ones I wanted, the ones I want to read, and you have them ready for me. At a discounted price? At a discounted price. So to to become a pool customer, what do you need to do real quick? 
Uh, you can either email uh, us at the store or Holly, um, or you can come in and fill out a form. Holly at Melt Comics? That's uh, Meltdown Holly at, Meltdown, at MeltComics.com. Right. So then you can start with the comicsology. Then I, what happens to me is I go to the website each week, um, probably on Sunday, and then I can go to this week's, and I get to pick which comics I actually want. And they could be new ones, and they could be, you know, a brand new series. I could add series to my list. And then it's waiting for me when I come to Meltdown. It's like a magic. And it's not really magic, but it feels like it's magic. It's close yeah. enough for right. government work. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a cool thing that Meltdown offers as well. And how long do you hold the books for? Uh, we're, we're, we're pretty lenient. Um, if Too you lenient. egregiously like <laughs> go out a few months down, we'll, we'll give you a call. Okay. So we'll, we'll get in contact. Let me but, ask. Uh, uh, well, hold on. So here's my question then. What is the biggest payoff that someone had or the biggest collection that had collected, you know, like for not coming in for weeks, you've, I, accumulated I think, I think books. we had about a, a three month one that was, I think, around eight hundred dollars. Wow, that was that eating. It was eating our the, space. Yeah, it was like literally like we were putting was, books out of our pull customer area because we just a, did not fit. We had a customer like that over there that uh, he was. I don't know what he he. Would leave the country for for days on or for months on end, and like just left his credit card on file at some point. And whenever he would arrive, he would pull up in a truck, and we would like just load dolly it. everything out to him Jesus. because yeah, because he was like one of everything. <laughs> that and, is a collector. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was. I think he was also a he was a, a professor oh. at UCLA, and on his off time, that's all he did was just read comics. Unbelievable. And so it was. We He'd kept fly to to just other charging. Countries to read the comic. No, I don't. He would just. <laughs> leave. I have no idea what he taught. I. It, I never asked him. Like it was one of those things where I didn't want to like pry too much into his personal life. But it was just every every like now and then he would just come back and. It, what was that ring up? The most I think we rang up for him at like at one hall was about like thirteen hundred dollars, um, and that was with like his customer discount that's nice um yeah it was insane though it was just uh he was uh he was, he was an interesting fellow so anyway so wednesday's new comics and you guys actually have new comics that you read and want to talk about oh hell yeah so start with southern cross give me the details on that and let me know what's happening there uh, who's so the I... artist who's the writer who's what 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 publish who publishes it? Oh, it's Image Comics, Image, which they they are absolutely slaying sci-fi. If if anyone is interested into in any science fiction, just Image Comics Image. is the forefront of that world, that lifestyle. Just everything that they're putting out that's dynamic has like a, a super sci-fi bent. And it's all yeah. good. They have Saga. They have Trees. They have Roach Limit. They have uh, Southern Black Cross Science. now. Black yeah. Science. Yeah. Uh, Cobra. It's like them. Them and Oni Press are my two. I think my two favorite publishers right now for non like 
straight up superhero Canon. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Canon what? Can, you know, well, like you know, like, like big uh, two. Oh. Outside of like DC I Marvel. See. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, also I, I will say it every week that I love Jonathan Hickman's Avengers. Hey, we're getting there. It's pretty sci-fi. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I, we, I have questions on that about what's happening. I think everyone has questions. Right. Well, <laughs> I also have some questions. well then I've we're been gonna getting some pretty close uh, a handle on it. But even then, I'm still not sure. Like, what does Secret Wars mean? For... Well, let's get right. there. Let's get there. <laughs> but we're on Image. We're on Southern Cross. And uh, basically, um, Story the main character who wrote it, who drew oh, it, oh, Becky, Becky Cloonan is the writer. Yeah, she's who, also she also did, did the, the cover. cover. Yeah, and she's a fantastic uh, artist. She is an artist beyond her ability. She just is the greatest. She can, she can deconstruct anything and make it. Absolutely beautiful. And this isn't but, this isn't the first thing she's written. It was uh, mm-hmm. she did that uh, miniseries that she was putting out herself. Was a uh, was a wolves. She I also believe. did uh, yeah. the. She wrote that Gotham uh, Academy too. She's right? writing Gotham Academy yeah. now, but she she put out that one sh- yeah one shot. No, wait, wait. Uh, I want to say the Meyer. Uh, anyways, uh, but the, she's a fantastic artist and writer. But the artist in this book, Southern Cross, is Andy Belanger. Belanger. Bellinger. Bellinger. There we go again. See that? B- yeah, that was just me being dumb. B e l a n g e r. Why don't you? Why don't you write that? What you will? Yeah. If you want to call in next week and tell us how wrong we are pronouncing things, Mr. Bellinger. Andy, if you want to yell at us, call us up. There you go. <laughs> it's Belanger. And then they, well, then why don't you give us the, uh, give us the colors too then, Aristotle. Ah, the colors. Who did the colors. Lilo Ridge, who's been doing fucking Deadly Class and all ah. good books. Okay. Lilo Ridge is the kind of colorist that, like, will come onto a book and just make it his own. It is absolutely insane. I love everything that he is putting color to. And it, it really, I, I mean, he has such a spatial sense of, like, tone, where you are, the setting, while also, like, giving this sort of, like, unique pepper to the way everything's colored. And it's all, like, monochrome, but it all, it just has this very, like, unique, uh, heavy color that really just, like, gives you a spatial awareness of where you are, what's going on, and the tone of everything. Well, well, not pandering to that in any way. I don't know. All right. Can't. That's a pretty good endorsement. I cannot fucking. All right. Who talk did the, who did the letters, uh, Aristotle? Let him pronounce it, please, Josh. Uh, the hardest one. This is what. Uh, no, it's uh, not. <laughs> Serge this, Lapointe. That's great. <laughs> that seems. But I mean, oh, I would say, oh, very French of you. It would probably be La Pointe. Yeah, because that's. <laughs> but I don't know. I think it's La Pointe. Tito Pointe. Yeah. Tito Pointe. <laughs> I think that uh, Aristotle should say the names of every creator for every book. And that's the now segment. Now say the <laughs> chief of operating <laughs> officer. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's Robert Kirk. Okay, so anyway, so Southern Cross, Eddie, Aristotle, what do you guys think of this book? It was great. It was uh, beautifully drawn. Uh, that's what really what captivated me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, I always enjoy space books because I always enjoy everyone's interpretation of what space looks like. Um, and just the way they draw ships and the mechanics of everything. And this ship is very uh, Titanic. Titanic. Titanesque. Titanesque. <laughs> uh, Cyclopean. Yes, yeah, with its uh, like it looks the, like the way star blazers. Well, like the inside, like the way they draw the inside, like with like all the corridors, and it's just it looks like a like a ship, like a proper like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I I find like good sci-fi harkens back to good submarine technology. Yeah, I I, I love that. Like you know, George Lucas based a lot of his like Star Wars battles off like the way submarines Sub- went, and. I, I find that like to the left and you can avoid things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got some maneuvers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this has this very like realistic tone to it where it's like it's dirty and it's drippy and it feels like some sort of like gross barge traipsing across the skies. Yeah. A little bit like the uh I had it I had it right now. The name of the the ship from Alien. Nostromo. Yeah. Nostromo. A little Nostromo, like yeah, le- no. le- less like uh, Oedipal. <laughs> Oedipal, with the with the mom stuff. So, Josh, I think that uh, yeah, yeah. your guy's job is to try to sell me on this, and I think it's done. So, I'm going to buy this book. So, put that on my pull list. <laughs> done. All right. Are you done on that one, Aristotle? You got what? What? What do you recommend next? I want to be sold on more books. Uh, my my next one was Howard the Duck. Howard, Howard the Duck. <laughs> Who are Lacroix? Lacroix. <laughs> uh, All right, give us the writer. The let's give you a chance uh, to mess up some names. Uh, yeah, there's no yeah. way he's gonna fuck up. Yeah, this one. This one, which is uh, a jumble of letters, uh, is actually seems pretty easy. Chip, uh-huh, uh-huh. Chip Zdarsky. Yep. Yeah. A plus. I think oh, yeah, the artist. That's the writer. Now the artist is Joe Quinones. That's there you good. Go. That's the artist. Color artist Rico Renzi. Uh, sure. Uh, and the letter. That's all you got to do next. Is that? I'm, I'm. I'm assuming it's VCs. Travis Lanham. Okay. I don't know who <laughs> VC is. I think he's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Howard the Duck. A Marvel, Marvel, a character I'm not particularly familiar First? with, because I've seen him in other books, but I've never read the original Howard the Duck series. And we had that omnibus for a yes, uh, and I wanted it so bad. Oh, it's beautiful, but it was uh, it was too much for me at the time. But uh, I would still one day like to own that beauty. But- Honestly, his Max series is absolutely incredible, and I. I uh, uh, sorry, I was gonna nerd down, but go ahead, nerd down. Uh, Howard the Duck is a, a very special Marvel character because he came out, and Disney ended up suing Marvel uh, because of the similarities between Howard the Duck and Donald, Donald Duck. And at the time, they had this very weird contract where Disney got to dictate what Howard the Duck wore. And Disney was like, Howard the Duck, if he's Howard the Duck, has to wear this very weird, baggy, brown suit. So no one will confuse him with Donald, Donald Duck. Duck. And so during the Max series, the like big like semi-middle finger to the Disney Corporation, 
they had Howard the Duck turn into a mouse for a while <laughs> and like go to hell and like visit hell and all ah, this crazy storyline where he was a mouse. And the end up of it all is that like now Disney and Marvel are, are one. And he ended up showing up at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's like this sort of like full circle of this like, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. Oh, wait, now we're friends. We're actually the same thing. Right. My, maybe that was the seed that planted the whole let's take over Marvel thing in Disney. <laughs> maybe. That Howard the Duck is still <laughs> giving motherfucker. us. He's still giving us trouble. And, uh, let's buy him. Let's get him from the inside. And then there's also. The very famous George Lucas, Howard the Duck. Duck I've still tits. never seen. Woo. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard so much about this movie. Still never seen it. I, but that's it. I just hear so many shocking. That things. movie. That movie horrified me as a child. Not because it was a good movie. Not because it was what it was. But because at the very end, the bad guys turn into giant alien space scorpions. And I was like, that's the most horrifying thing in the world. <laughs> Giant spiders probably in reality would terrify me more, but the image of giant scorpions. space scorpions is just the worst. Mm. Are there any space scorpions in this new issue? No. But in fact, they are, they're bringing She-Hulk back into it, which yeah, I am fun. very happy about. <laughs> oh, yeah, they share uh, uh, an office building. Yeah. And it's... Because everyone just hates Howard the Duck. Of course. <laughs> so, of course. So what is this? Is this introducing him into the Marvel Universe proper again? Uh, no. Not. I mean, the assumption here is he's, that he's he's always just been around. Because yeah. he's been in and out of jail. I mean, I uh, think the last major Marvel property that he was a part of was Marvel Zombies. Number five, I think. Yeah. Or, like, I think he was part of, like, four through five. <laughs> Something like that. But, um... <sighs> Do <laughs> you know Howard the Duck's, like, mixed history? So, okay, so Howard the Duck was created by uh, Steve Gerber. Yeah. Um, who, at some point, stopped writing the book, because he didn't like what they were doing with the, with the character, um, and created a, a character on Eclipse called Destroyer Duck. Like, he... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was suing Marvel for, like, ownership of... For ownership of the... Of... of Howard. Um, they settled out of court, and then uh, years later, they were like, yo, write this Howard the Duck Spider-Man crossover. And he's like, all right. I'll and do it. I'll do it. Yeah, he said, I'll do it. And it was one of those things where he wrote, like, a little section in the back, or in, in it, where, uh, like, these two shadowy figures that look like uh, Savage Dragon, and the other one, I believe, looked like Spawn, um, were there, and uh, they were... In the shadows, you couldn't really see them. They were in the Marvel book. Um, he then wrote the dis- the other version of that, which was published through Image, um, without telling Marvel, uh, <laughs> um, on Destroyer Duck. Um, and what happens is that at the end of that book that Howard the Duck Howard and Spider-Man Duck. Yeah, are on, Spider-Man leaves the building with, with what he thinks is Howard the Duck. Um, in the Image book, what it tells you is that when Savage Dragon... Uh, broke into that building, the uh, the main bad guy there was creating clones of Howard the Duck. So the character that Spider-Man actually left with was a clone of Howard, not the real Howard the Duck. And the real Howard the Duck now exists 
under witness protection um, as Leonard the Duck. He dyed his like feathers green, which was um, like Steve's big fuck you to Marvel. I know, and it's like, <laughs> uh, like Howard the Duck exists as a middle finger, basically. Yeah, to everyone. Not a whole lot of people know that. Um, he's like resurfaced uh, since, like I think, like Guardians is really what. Yeah. And they they reference that in the in the in the this yeah. book as like oh you went to the right movie and saw, and you saw the right thing and like now you're here yeah and it's kind of like yeah and they even reference like the first movie and his his movie was the first movie that Marvel ever made yeah, yeah. which um, is a sad truth. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which was nothing like the comics nope mm, thank do you guys know why they decided to bring Howard the Duck back into Guardians of the Galaxy. Fucking cash fun. money. Um, <laughs> from what I hear, it was just kind of like a like a James, James Gunn. Gunn going like, "Oh, I like this character." Like he he has like no plans as to do anything with it. Did you know? The that? Same thing with uh, what, what, what's your? Give me your. Did I'm, you? Know? I'm sure we all know this by now, but Seth Green played Howard the Duck in the Guardians movie. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Who's, Thank you, Aristotle. <laughs> whose voice did you hear while you were reading the book, though? Whose voice in your head was Howard? I had a. Uh, that was Norm Macdonald. Okay, Norm Macdonald for you. Who was it for you? No one specific, but I did have a voice that I can't like pin on any one person. Though I did have like that uh, the wan of yeah. I had I heard that when I read the what yeah. Awesome. Um, Adam, did you read it yet? Well, no, I, even, okay, I haven't. I did buy it. Um, it's it's uh it's waiting to be read. <laughs> In my head, it was Gilbert Gottfried. Ah, <laughs> uh, I can see that. That's right? that's why I went Norm Macdonald. It's like this very like, Meh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just it for some reason. Like I started reading it. That's the first voice that popped into my mind. I was like, okay, I guess we're reading this as Gilbert Gottfried. So Iago. That's yeah, Iago. <laughs> he went from bird to bird. <laughs> to bird. Um, in your head. In my head. That's what it was. Oh, and so who's Peter Parker's voice in that? Oh man, that's I the, wanted to get to that because this one particular panel is yeah. so funny. Oh Jesus! When I read Spider Man, his voice is always '90s Spider Man. No, '90s this, cartoon Spider Man. Yeah. This, this yeah, Peter yeah. Parker was like a dumb meme Peter Parker in my mind. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Yep. So I laughed so hard. Oh, so uh, what you're saying is for the people who are slow that Peter Parker Spider Man makes an appearance in. The new Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which actually... Everyone does. Just so you know, Spider-Man used to make first appearances in everyone's first issue. He made a first appearance in the Transformers first yeah. issue. So, anyway, sorry. That's how you sell books. There you go. That Spidey. Is- so what, <laughs> that's how-, how you know DC books failing is when Batman shows up in it. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, that's- I'm, not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> All right, go. What did uh, Peter Parker oh, do in this one? So... Howard the Duck Derek, steal. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> go, sorry, go on. Uh, Howard the Duck steals Peter Parker, or well, Spider-Man's uh, contact info from She-Hulk, and uh, so they meet on a building rooftop somewhere, and you see Howard then have a light sh- shined on him that is like a a, a Spidey Shown. light. It's from I think it's from one of the toys. I think. Well, ah, oh, Jesus, the next panel. Oh man, I really need to use this more often. And he goes, God, turn that. Wait, thing. give us a better duck. <laughs> uh, do I don't know. Give us your voice <laughs> of the duck. Do that. You already did it. 
You're never allowed to read to children at hospitals. I never planned to. <laughs> but you hear that, children, if like, you're listening? Like it's shown on him, Peter Parker says, Oh, man, I really need to use this thing more often. God, turn that thing off, you arachnerd. And then... He says this, nerd. Arachnerd. Yeah, nice. But this line from Peter right, right here, I had a very specific voice in my head that I, again, can't paint to anyone, but it was the funniest thing. It's my face. My face is on your body. <laughs> and I just died laughing because that line is just so dumb from Peter's no. mouth. But then he's shining the light from his belt like crotch. His, it's his belt <laughs> buckle. It's, yeah. it's, it's a yeah. spider utility belt that they uh, don't bring up as often. I know. Yes. Or ever. I know. That's where he reloads his That's where he's his got his cartridges. Yeah, his, 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 which you found out in the uh, Marvel Universe official handbook. Yeah, was it? Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> or just like forgetting that, like yeah. Sam Raimi was like, "Fuck that shit." <laughs> I remember as a kid when I saw that movie, that was like the most upsetting thing to me. Me too. I was like, "No, he's why? supposed to be a scientist." Now you just made him this weird emo kid who's in college. I don't care. Um, although my favorite Spider-Man movie in this Howard the Duck book was at the end. When he oh. thinks Howard is dead. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he's like, <laughs> oh, oh, no, oh, he's no, no, oh, And then he oh, just goes oh, into an Uncle Ben, ben. rant. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Uncle Ben, why? No. So many he's people have died. So much trauma. But I also, I also really like the text that he sent to Spider-Man, because it just shows how, like, he can't text. bad with technology Howard the Deck is. Well, he's, he's, he, what, he's, he he's got feathers. Because he's got feathers. Right, so right. No. Like, just... What did he text? Was it, like, misprints or mis, uh, yeah, uh, misspellings? Hey, soused man, meet Nev in the roof of the Hollingsworth building on 3rd at 10 tonight, P.S. It's Howard, P.S. in a duck. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Auto That sounds like grandparents' text. Grandparents <laughs> text. Emoji, emoji, <laughs> emoji. <laughs> cry face, cry face, cry face. Uh, but the, the joke is, do you have uh, feathers on your fingers? But he also, like, he has pretty, you know. Man hands? Man hands. So, I, but uh, there was something in something else in here that was like, yeah, he's just bad at technology. He's, uh, he's uh, everyone's saying is like, leave this old uh, geezer, this guy back in the '60s because he's calling everyone doll. Oh, and, yeah, he's like, calling hey, a lady's doll, and they're like, not about kid. it, kid <laughs> Goyle. Yeah, <laughs> he's a duck that just got released from prison. He's probably not that good. Jail, jail, space jail, space jail. Well, no, uh, regular jail. I know. Right, but he's He's a private detective, and he's it's just he's a duck dick. Yeah, it's not it's not going well for him. So it's good stuff. You both, all three, love it. Oh yeah, yeah. Chip Zdarsky, yeah, fucking fuck. He is probably one of the funniest comic book writers. Yeah, out there right now. Um Sex Criminals, if you have not read Sex, Sex Criminals. That is criminals. funny. Pick it up. He co-writes that with Matt Fraction. Um, God. Do you know that so got good. picked up? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, their intellectual... But we talked about we that. We were supposed to talk episodes. about that and then talked about it, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your book, Eddie? Or are we done with Howard? Sorry. Yeah, yeah we're, we're totally. Howard, yeah. Fuck Howard the Duck. Uh, my <laughs> book is... Uh, but in a good way. Oh, yeah. Bill and Ted's like, Most Roger Triumphant Return. This Are you... Uh, Fucking with everyone? I am not. Hell no. um, cover Bill and by Ted. Felipe Smith. Yes. Cover by Felipe Smith. It's got a dinosaur. It's got Abraham Lincoln. It's got Cleopatra on it. Bill and Ted, their time machine. Uh, Dinosaurs? Speaking of George Carlin earlier, his character is in this. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Uh, Rufus. Oh. Uh, it's just... All right, who's putting that book out? 
Oni uh, Press. No, wait, boom. No, boom. Sorry, boom. Sorry. Uh, boom is. Uh, it's, it. I'm just so excited about the book. <laughs> Who, who's yeah. who's writing it? Who's drawing it? Who's uh, you know what? I've never read anything by Brian Lynch. Should uh, Aristotle pronounce the names? Uh, yes, yes. Give it to Aristotle. Aristotle. Uh, They're all really easy names. I Aristotle. Hate to read. <laughs> John Johnningston. <laughs> you get to talk about it, Eddie. But Aristotle Invite. definitely gets to pronounce uh, the names. You bastards. Uh, They're super easy names. All right, give the title and what they do. You can at least get the title right, right? Yeah, Bill and Ted's Most Triumphant Retarn. <laughs> Retarn? <laughs> you had one job. Return. 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 Uh, written by Brian Lynch. Pencils by Jerry Gaylord. Jerry and Penelope Gaylord uh, inked the book. Colored by Whitney Kogar. And letters by Jim Campbell. Uh... Also, these yeah. guys are laughing because you said the yes, word gay. <laughs> We're all 15 at heart. Yes. Uh, covers by Felipe Smith. Awesome. What? what? So uh, what yes. about this, Eddie? Why? Um, because my initial reaction to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, that's the movie. Okay, it's great. It's funny. How is it? Why is it funny in a comic? Uh, it takes place right after... Uh, the end of the uh, the like the minute after, right? Yeah, like the minute after uh, the movie, um, uh, the second movie, mm. um, and it's just the entirety of the book is then then dealing with fame, um, and <laughs> these things that you don't. I mean, like it's it sounds really funny because uh, the context of the movie, um, which to me there were two time traveling movies when I was a kid, this and Back to the Future, and. Just the entirety of the book is them now having this pressure of like, oh, in the future people like look up to us. We're we're supposed to be these heroes in society, and we have no idea what that means. Like we have no idea what these expectations of us are. Like how do we meet them? Like what is there's all, where is our conflict and how do we? There's like, a time traveling classroom in our in our like live in our bedroom that's trying to like just get to know us and. Death is still hanging out with them because that's amazing. Uh, it's just everything from the movie that you enjoyed uh, is here. Who played Death in the original film? I don't remember. I forget his name. He's the dude from like Sideways and Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Wait, the other guy. Oh, He's in Monkey Bone. Oh yeah, uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, but me neither. We're so we're the worst. Really Come on our <laughs> podcast though. <laughs> We need like a fact checker, like, uh, like a Google. No, we need like a Siri. For One this. person that's in the corner, just like so we like turn to them and they're like, "It was this," and they're like, oh, "Okay, Abraham Lincoln." Can we get Google to sponsor this show and just give us a thing that we can just Abraham? Yes, we can. Eddie. <laughs> the voice of Meltdown Comics. <laughs> the voice of Meltdown. We need Google. No Bing. Whoa. So Bill and Ted's is a good one. Bill and Ted's great, and then they've got like a backup story too. Which uh, is about Bill and, uh, you know, like those emails that you get sometimes of like, oh, or like the comedy emails that are, this Nigerian prince has died and has left you $10,000. We just need $3,000 from you to, for like the exporting fee. Um, their robots from the movie get a virus through there and uh, become totally bogus. Um, completely bogus. Completely bogus. Um, and... They travel to 2015 because this takes place in 1991. Uh, they travel as Purdue, as Purdue, uh, and they travel to 2015 uh, to a computer shop 
to get their robots fixed. And the robots are so advanced that they still, in 2015, don't quite understand uh, how their binary works. Uh, which is, their their binary is instead of zeros and ones, or their code is written instead of zeros and ones in, in Ted's and Bill's. Of course. Yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> I, I really loved that movie, so this is just great to me. And it's, it's I think it's only like going to be a six-issue mini-run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're coming out with a movie at some point what? again. Yeah, three yeah. is in development. Are we getting... So this is a number movies. one also, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people- and the other guy who was in Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Just that other guy. Just, the uh, other by the way, dude. come on our podcast. <laughs> it, is this a... Uh, is It's one of six, you said? Yeah. So number one's out right now? Yes. Came uh, out this Wednesday. Uh, Philippa Smith did the covers. Uh, or the cover. The and then only the, cover. The backup story... I can't find the credits for it in here, but... Um, the... I feel like I've seen like the art before. Why doesn't it have like that? I'm bad at this. Oh, is it? Uh, oh, Ryan, Ryan North. North. Yeah, yeah, Ryan North, and uh, illustrated by Ian McGindy. Um, That's a great team. Yeah. Uh, there's like these little parts at the bottom of the of like their story the, of the text in the white. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, they're great. They're like <laughs> they're so they're funny little snippets. Um, Ryan North does that, right? Because that was in Adventure Time, as in yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Greatest Warriors. It's in uh, Squirrel Girl. Mm-hmm. It's his so, jams. Yeah, he, that's, I, which I love. The first time I saw that, it blew my mind. I was like, they can, they can print there? <laughs> Josh, I see you already turning the page of the next issue we're going to talk about. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, my pick this week was Howard the Duck. Uh, I wow, love the I'm fuck sorry. out of it. But on the subject of fuck, I <laughs> do want to touch on holy fuck, uh, which is a breakout hit from Action Lab. Uh, Aristotle, why don't you uh, tell us who put this together? I also just want to acknowledge how uh, funny—not funny. I mean, I guess this is these are really uh, niche connections here. But this comic book is called Holy Fuck. Dave Ross used to host a comedy show, uh, I don't remember how long ago, called Holy Fuck. Yeah. Which uh, became a, a now legendary thing and no longer exists. But Holy it's fuck. a little thing. Holy Fuck. Is yeah. it connected to this book? No. But well, I, technically, because we're recording in this room. We are the Dave Ross was in here earlier today. in this room. Keep it going, beautiful mind. Uh, Holy fuck. Wait, where, Names. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's by Nick Marino and Daniel Arudo Massa. Nice. Can I ask you something? Oh, my God. I, <laughs> there, uh, there's another line of text here, and I was starting to read it, and I, in my, I read it to myself, Jesus and Satan, <laughs> created by God. And I was like, oh, Jesus and Satan, created by God. Some places it's Jesus. Did you uh, ever get picked to read in the middle of class? Yeah, and I was How great was at that? it. Were you really? I was. Because I was like one of the best readers in class. It's just names. Names are... And I should be good at it because, you know, I have a, a horrible name to give to someone to say. What, your name? <laughs> yeah. Aristotle? That's a cool name. 
But I mean, I, I have a cool. is that a, is that your nickname plight. or is that your real name? That's my real name. Like and Anna's it, birth certificate. I feel well, like I, I've said that on this podcast too. It might have been somewhere else, but I always know when people are about to read my name because it always starts with uh. Do you have brothers and sisters? Your name should just be like a a a a. Do you have brothers and sisters? Oh yeah, uh, I do have a sister, Aurora. Oh, like uh, Sleeping Beauty, Aurora Borealis Acevedo. Are you serious? <laughs> I am serious. Her middle name is Borealis? Like the Northern Lights. That's Wait. Great. Yeah. Does she shine? Wait. Bright? Can you tell everyone like your middle name? <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> uh, Don't tell me about your My life, middle man. initial is C. Just the letter C. No name. <laughs> it's just a C. Doesn't mean anything. Wait, can't you just like Homer take that? Jace. What do you mean? Like, you can make up whatever the hell you I want. I can make, but that's what it says on my birth certificate. Just the letter C. Yeah. You should Aristotle, be Aristotle, just the letter C. No, Aristotle, C, period, Acevedo. And it was just in case, as a kid, I couldn't write Aristotle, that people could then say, <laughs> people, my nip. My hey, nip, your name's Aristotle, C. <laughs> we're we're going to give our son a complicated name. But my, just to help him, my nickname we'll his... could be AC. Like AC Slater, from or like no. air conditioning. That was that is my mom's. <laughs> I'm Yo, so cool. air conditioning. Did you turn yourself off today? <laughs> Why you blow? <laughs> yeah, you don't know. But it was a well, good try. Uh, that, right? I liked it. No, that was good. That was yeah, good. Thank it you. Was, it was... Yeah. I liked All right. It. So uh, AC. I've said too much. So AC. <laughs> Do you read Holy Fuck? I, I did not. Have you read any Holy Fucks? What issue is this, Josh? Issue three. Uh, basically, uh, if, if uh, like Tobias Funke uh, or David Cross was Satan, Tobias Funky, yes, old Funky Cross, Funky T, Funky Cross. Uh, basically, uh, this nun from uh, I think it's Brazil uh, stumbles upon this plot that Zeus and Isis are going to try to jumpstart the apocalypse. <laughs> So she finds Jesus in a whorehouse in, I think it's Japan, smoking meth and banging whores and decides to, like, get him to stop them. He finds Satan, who he has been in an amorous sexual relationship with, and Jesus Jesus and Satan. And uh, the first issue ends with them, like, just hardcore making out Jesus and Satan. Uh, basically, this one, um, Zeus and Isis are, are kicking his ass, My, uh, and, you know, Satan beams him out on the spaceship that Satan has, which Satan got a spaceship because some aliens abducted him and tried to probe his perfect ass, so he murdered them. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> holy fuck. Holy yeah, fuck. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Uh, and in this episode, it, it basically ties back to the first issue. Um, so, Satan's shooting a bunch of people, uh, gets abducted by Satan in this aircraft. Wait, Satan abducts Satan? Satan abducts Jesus, okay. sorry. I love the, the design of Satan, though. You know yeah. what? Glasses He's so cute. So is, has Muhammad been in there yet? I don't think they want to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> Just Charlie Hebdo. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy, though. Can you, I mean, if you think about that, that there is some guy, well, we know his name. What's his name, Aristotle? Oh, uh, the, the guy who writer. Uh, it doesn't say which one it's is both. which, but I'm, oh, okay. Nick 
Marino and Daniel Aruda Massa. They should have the freedom and not the fear to write and do something. They have no fear. Apparently. Yeah. Jesus is banging hookers and smoking meth in right. the first issue. But they're also not going to... Thank God bless America. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, also Jesus was like, hey, nonviolence. No, I get it. I'm just saying it. I'm just, uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, by the way, I don't like when people say, I'm just saying, or just saying. I'm just super saying. Right. <laughs> well, I never like that. that. That's even worse. <laughs> but that's crazy that that kind of... Hey, Goku died for our sins. <laughs> <laughs> like three times. <laughs> Uh, so good oh and by the way uh if you pick up an issue of holy fuck it has three covers uh one of them is the jesus beefcake issue where jesus is naked on a bearskin rubbed in front of a fire and just so you know he has a tattoo of dad on his butt um which means god the second is you can get the satan beefcake issue which is the same (laughs) Uh, it also comes with a beautiful addendum story where you finally get to see who God is, and God is just like a fluffy, clouded, bearded man hippie who's like, where have you been for the last thousand years? I thought it was going to go into where uh, when I always enjoy uh, a cartoon or a comic book showing God, and it's like a, a jar of jelly, like something stupid. Or like that like like, yeah. f- like ball of flesh in life yeah. after. Uh, yes. uh, so good. All right, holy fuck! Holy Sounds fuck. like a thumbs up from Josh. Yeah, it, 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 more than a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> An entire hand is what <laughs> a <he's>, fist. <laughs> a what fist with a middle finger raised to the sky. <laughs> All right, Aristotle. I think it's uh, is it your turn? Uh, for the for the sake of time for listeners, should we? Continue going into detail for the rest of our books, or should we kind of just say like this yeah. book was great, this book was great? Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking a. Let's just yeah. plow well, through it. It's uh, almost one a.m. Because I think all these other books we've definitely talked about. It's one thirty a.m. Uh, previously, uh, the time of recording. Uh, but hey, do you uh, guys have to open up the store tomorrow? I, I do have to be here early tomorrow. Early time? What time? I have to be here at noon tomorrow, uh, which is oh, not you know. That's cute. Yeah, I know. What about you, Josh? I gotta be here at ten. Do you know what time I have to be up tomorrow? For lawyer thing? No, for my kid thing. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Not my lawyer thing. I have to set my alarm six? for six thirty. I for school? Yeah, well to get up. I don't get up at six thirty. Yeah. I will get up at seven. Yeah. I will have to probably be up at seven ten. I am rushing to pack a snack, get the kids <laughs> dressed, get them to school by 8.30. Then I have to go downtown to work as a lawyer. And then, <laughs> right? And, I feel like that you're like reverse Superman. Yeah. Like You're like, I go into a phone booth. I'm a superhero, but I get into a phone booth, and then I become a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, early morning, lawyer by mid-afternoon. Comic book aficionado I, by night. <laughs> it is very hard to split. So if you guys are complaining about late nights whoa, whoa, whoa. and early mornings, I always, I always and then hip hop the enthusiastic on the weekends. There yeah. you go, enthusiastic. Yeah. But enthusiast. By the way, I'm going to a great show tomorrow night. Oh, I'm going to see Royce the Five Nine and DJ Premier forming the group Prime yeah. with Ali Shaheed Muhammad from Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. Downtown, right? Downtown at the Regent Theater. Yep. 
And by the way, I don't know if you guys want, well, I guess it's too late now, but there's a show that's happening, this Ethiocali Jazz Orchestra that performs at the Akabar on Sunset oh, on not, Thursdays. Oh, not to be confused with Akbar. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. That's what I thought it was. Because I was like, anyway. I, I spent a month of living in LA going to Akbar fairly frequently. Before uh, taking dates there and everything, yeah. before I realized it was a gay bar, I, re- I went. I went there alone once, and two guys bought me a drink, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" I uh, you said, I still- "Holy fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a topper for times. I used to work for the gas company, and I used to have to wake up at four a.m. every day to get to work Jeez. to drive to Anaheim from Alhambra. I I had the same. Uh, that's well, awful. also overlapping with my nerdist job at the time, so I drove to Anaheim every day. Came back, drove to Hollywood. Uh, nope. Which, I mean, if you if you know L.A., you know that drive. It's awful. Uh, Jeez. But, so. But. Uh, oh, yeah. Get your books so, real quick. Uh, I won't tell them. Uh, my, my, <laughs> my other books are uh, Adventure Time, Marceline Gone Adrift, Issue 3, Spider-Gwen, Number 2, Help Us Great Warrior, Number 2, and uh, the last issue of Synergy. Real quick though, before you go, you got to give uh, the names of of the publisher the at oh. least, and uh, I, I I would say give the shout out to the creators too, yeah. don't you mm-hmm. think? I mean, we're here, uh, and they deserve some shine. Adventure Time: Marceline Gone Adrift is uh, written by Meredith Gran and illustrated by Carrie Peached. Peached. Spell it. P i e t s c h. Uh, I also want to throw it out there in the world that uh jensen ekwall does the boom studios exclusive cover and if i can get my hands on those that you know that'd be cool because she's great she's a great artist uh but and i just I so just, boom if you're listening boom if you're listening so who prints them that's name. adventure time uh, is boom uh yeah or kaboom but that's just the the off-brand of boom the the younger the, kids imprint yes which is also kind of surprising. Not so that uh, because Marceline Gone Adrift kind of it doesn't follow the show, but it has a similar tone of the show to where yeah. it's going more towards like a introspective kind of not dark, but just a a, a weirder place. Than uh, the show. Than the yeah. Next, please. Uh, Spider Gwen from Marvel, which is great and is written by what Jason, issue number? Uh, issue number two, written by Jason Latour. Uh, art by Robbie Rodriguez, uh, colored by Rico Renzi, and lettered by VCs Clayton Cowles. That guy showed up again. Oh, no, that was another uh, VC. Uh, another VC person. What does that even mean, then? I don't know. Uh, Help Us Great Warrior, Boombox. Uh, is it, uh, yeah, written and, il- written and illustrated by Madeline Flores. Colors by Trillian Gunn. And that's Boom, you said again? Uh, yeah. Uh, and Synergy from Image. And this is issue five, and uh, I believe it's the last issue of this limited series, which was which was super cool. It was by Michael Avon Oming and Takai Soma? Hmm. Yeah. Oming did what, Powers? Powers, Powers was Bendis. Uh, doing... Ooh, just came out. That just came out as a TV show so on he, uh, he's PlayStation draw- 3 Network. Right. The PlayStation Network. So he's drawing that one? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, right. he's written he, a lot of books. He did a really good one called Rapture that was... He's also doing uh, uh, The United States of Murder, Inc., yeah. which is so Is he awesome. doing that with Bendis? Yes. Yeah, right? 
Yeah. yeah he's done a lot of like books with Bendis. Mm. It's a great team. Yeah. All right, Eddie, what you got? Uh, I got Hellbreak, uh, which is actually a really quick read, and it's about like a covert team of, of operatives that go into, uh, I guess you could call it a hell dimension, and uh, pull out uh, the... Exor- that's the way that they exercise demons from people's bodies. They go find the, the soul that's been lost and bring it back uh, into uh, this dimension and put it back in its body. Uh, and kick out the demon that's possessed said person. Wow. Um, it's written by Cullen Bunn, who uh, writes a crap ton of things under the sun. I think he's writing He's writing Sinestro. He's writing a fabulous another fabulous book for Oni Press, who's publishing uh, this book called uh, Six Gun. Uh, and there was another uh, issue of that that came out this week. And he's also doing... Um, what was he doing? Uh, he was doing that dinosaur one. Uh, Midas Flesh? No, 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 no. no. It was on Oni 2. He does a lot of books for Oni. Yeah. Um, but he's just a great writer. Uh, him and, and Brian uh, Chiria is, uh, uh, are doing, he's uh, illustrating it, and Dave Stewart's doing the colors. Um, and the, uh, the, the book opens up with a bit, a bit of mythology, which is fantastic. Always welcome. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was it for me. That's an Oni press right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oni Press puts out a lot of great things so do we have uh, a few I, more books well I, I have Josh's here because uh, he's stepped out of the room um, he's indisposed we got East of West from Image which has been fantastic written by Jonathan Hickman Jonathan Hickman what issue uh, number is that now uh, this is 18 yeah it's been great I've I've been a trade waiter for it and so I I haven't read this one, but it's been fantastic. Uh, written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Nick Dragoda, colors by Frank Martin, letters by Russ Wooton, and it's again more awesome sci-fi. So don't pick it up. Uh, uh, Secret Identities, Secret Identities, um, which was a book that was supposed to come out, I believe, two weeks ago, but we got shorted on, so we we're just getting it in now. Um. So but it's still it a good, yeah, it's still a really good book. Um, who's writing that? It's written by Jay F- Fairber and Brian Jones. Joins. Uh, colors by Charlie Kirchhoff. Oh, uh, I saw I saw this uh, one listed under the the cover, but then it says cover and and interior art. Ilias uh, Kriasis. K Y R A. Z-I-S. Uh, I I haven't read it. But it's been recommended by Josh. Yeah. And he seems to know everything when it comes to comics. <laughs> yeah. Or at least he acts like it. <laughs> oh, and here he comes. Oh. Uh-oh. Speak of the devil. We're going through your books. Yeah. Uh, Come on, give some got, recommendations, Josh. Uh, a Casanova, if... You have not been reading that. It is amazing. This it's is the Fabio third Moon. Yes. Uh Fabio Moon, Matt Fraction, killing it. Um Image. Of course it's Image Comics because they would only put out something as weird as this. Uh basically an assassin, Casanova, is now being hired by an employer that he was rescued employed by. by yeah, basically rescued by. Uh his ship crashed down. 
um, in the Hollywood Hills, and he stumbled upon a job uh, being a bodyguard, and it came across this weird demon cult that um, has been messing up this guy's life, and uh, he's getting down to the nitty-gritty of what the cult is, what their powers are. He infiltrates uh, a cult to basically find a magician to get to the bottom of it. One of my favorite lines in the issue is, uh, Stay down, Abra fucking Debra, boyo. By uh, <laughs> a good old limey cop. Uh, it, it's really good, and uh, Fabio Moon is just... Uh, hands down, one of the greatest artists out there today. Uh, you can see his work in uh, Umbrella Academy. Um, uh, he, written by Gerard Way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that uh, name again. Pixu. He was. He did yeah, Pixu. yeah. Um, it's it's goddamn gorgeous, and you need to pick it up. Uh, ba- what, basic, no, what issue is number is that? Three. Three. Um, three of volume three in the series. Yeah, there, but there, there's one, some good occult stuff in yeah. this one, which I'm, I'm really a huge fan of. Uh, Fraction seems to be channeling his inner Grant Morrison and getting into like some really dirty stuff. Uh, he talks about uh, when 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 Casanova is being grilled by his employer by some of the stuff that's been occurring. Um, in the issues before it, um, they, he, he, he describes uh, speaking an occult language as being something that, like, um, they're speaking words. Uh, what is it? Uh, it wasn't a language. It was like hearing a voice from the corner of your ear. And I like I like the description of uh, occult language. Grant Morrison kind of got into it a, a lot, actually, in The Invisibles, as as speaking words that are actually the descriptive thing as what of what they are, as opposed to like words that describe a certain thing. Like you say, apple, you're describing an apple, but saying a word that is actually the meaning of a word. Um. It's it's really fascinating and it's really uh it's really neat to see Matt Fraction go down this path even further. I mean it's all stuff that he's been building on, but it, 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 this issue in particular is something that I found very refreshing. Cool. What's the last book that you got? Uh The Surface. Uh another image title, another sci-fi title. Um very uh subversively sexual I mean uh, the panel opens up do you see me do you know what I am and the first two panels I mean it's basically I mean what is that yeah it's about to get busy uh, <laughs> yeah Who who's the writer who's the uh, uh, Aristotle uh, Eddie Eddie's holding uh, it Aristotle uh, it's like Eddie. I, I'm assuming Alice Cott <laughs> I, I saw I saw caught on the cover and I was like, oh, okay. It's actually I I, I love it because they actually hid the title page in a fake ad. Nice. And and the reason why I like really enjoy this 
comic is because it's not 100% a comic. There's a lot of weird essays and different things um, interspersed. Uh, drawn by Langdon Foss, colored by Jordi Belair. Uh, oh, Do your that best. Was a, that was an in, no, it was just an interesting credit to uh, designed by Tom Muller. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, someone's designing the layout of this book. Well, and the design, I think, is one of the more dynamic things about it. Is it's, mm. it's not necessarily like a straightforward story. It's it it's an art piece. Yeah, with a story. Yeah, there's there's essays in it. There's fake ads. It's it's uh, this name did come up again, lettered by Clayton Cowles. There you go. Keep uh, it up, the Clayton. dots. Is there a reason it's called the surface? Uh, the surface is actually like, um, so like a sort of title? like, no, it's an actual place. It's a place that is like fakely named for the city that everyone inhabits. But mm-hmm. it's also this ethereal sort of like Valhalla-ish or uh, I forget the Tibetan version. Um, shit, what's, what is it? Uh, damn it. Brain. There you go. But yeah, read it, buy it, fake space, get it, learn it, love it. What issue is it? Number one. Oh man! So you can still get on, Uh, Eddie. Last thing from Fat Collectibles side of you. What's the coolest toy that came out this week? Uh, Coolest toy that came out this week was probably the Marvel Select Cable. Uh, It is in its '90s glory. Uh, (laughs) Has Rob Liefeld guns. and Rob Liefeld shoulders, Rob Liefeld yes. legs. It's got pants and it's got <laughs> it's Rob Liefeld. It's got great feet. It's a Rob Liefeld. Um, it's good though. It, look, it looks really awesome. Like uh, Eric, uh, who we had on the podcast, uh, was looking Esquivel. at it Esquivel and was like really tempted to buy it Esquivel? because it reminded him so much of like '90s comics. Yeah. Um, really and quick. God bless Cable. Before we finish. Uh, the costume redesigns of Superman, Batman. Oh and dear Wonder God, Woman. let's Wait, let's what? shit on these for like a hot minute. You, it gotta be. Like I a don't. It's been like two and a half hours. I, I don't okay, mind. I, hold on, hold on. Re- give me some context here because uh, I haven't seen it. I stay away from DC generally. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I will be open to it if it's good, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not there now, and so I'm I'm easily convinced because I love comic books. So just give me some context real quick before you we'll, we'll, go into we this hot up, minute. Ba- basically, uh, DC just released the redesigns of the big three, the Trinity, the Trinity. Um, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, and... I did see this now. Is this I, only, be... I didn't see Batman. Oh, yes, I Batman did. looks like Chappie. He's RoboCop now. Yeah, he's got a fucking, like, little bunny ears, and he's got, like, big, like, police sirens on his arms and chest. It's Do you not like it because it's new? No, because it's stupid. <laughs> it's just dumb in the face. Wonder Woman's wearing all this, like, ridiculous armor that looks like it's literally they're like pulling it out of the worst of the 90s comics it looks like something out like who designed it uh, who knows some like (laughs) test group i feel like okay uh, a 
A A A. The the, the only thing that There's I'll no give skin it credit for on Wonder Woman. It would be yeah, she's an Amazon warrior. She doesn't need armor. Yeah, well, I I briefly had a side view of it, and it kind of looked like a a Captain America Wonder Woman. A Superman, just a straight bite off of Morrison, right? Yeah, which which did not work. The only thing going for it is he has the original uh, Superman S logo on his T-shirt, but he's also wearing jeans. Stop it. Stop it! Is this for all uh, all across DC, or is it just like Justice League? Is this, this is a temporary thing for Convergence? Uh, I think everything's temporary in comics. <laughs> yeah, no. good point. Yeah, but is it like? Oh well, I guess everything that's... dies. Oh my lord! Moment. Right? What? He looks like a Gundam. Uh, did you yeah. say that? He looks Wait, Batman. He looks we're like talking about Chappy, but also, did you ever watch Appleseed? Yeah, that's not he looks like the main character in Appleseed. Yeah. I would, I wouldn't even say Chappy, just because Chappy, just the uh, ears, just, just the ears. It very much looks like a '90s uh, robot. He looks like an anime robot. It just looks no. like like so, DC is like it, it is like scraping. Anime. Like they were like, oh, let's do some test audiences and like uh, like let let's like uh, you know like see what people respond to. And like they were only interviewing people like who are like thirty five. So and like, oh yeah, I remember comics. Like I haven't read one since fair, I was a kid. To be fair, I, I'm I'm like four or five issues behind on on Batman, so I don't know what the context of his new costume is. I don't know if it's a uh, convergence. As thing. far as I, yeah, there's no um, none, there's nothing for him to be changing. He in one of the issue covers, he's holding like a gun, and, like he, the one where it just has him from behind, like he's holding a gun, and then the armor that he is in has like missiles on it, mm. like these two shoulder missile things. So fucking predator. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't know. He's more. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to do like an Iron Man thing with him. I'm assuming it's just a convergence thing because I mean those, those are some pretty. Oh, is he going to be on Battle World? Does he need to fight all the other Batman's? <laughs> Whoa, bro. Whoa, that's a Secret War. Uh, or no. Spider Verse. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't. I. You're gonna give it time. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You're gonna go see, with the story. Yeah, I'm gonna see if it's, if it's. Due to the context of the book is right. why, because he's he's had different armors throughout this Batman series. I mean, well, he, he, but they his were, Endgame they armor were was the fucking shit. Um, they were also Endgame. He had that, that hell. Horror. He had that hell armor. Yeah. Um, he had the Batman Beyond armor that he kind of like showed off a little bit when he was in that that two issue series uh, mini thing with with Clayface, and then he had the big old armor that Mecca and Mech in like Night of Owls or Court of the Owls. Um, so Batman. he's, he's no, that's, yeah, Thrasher Batman. So they've yeah. had him in like armors, and I don't know if that's kind of been leading to this point as of now. I like your attitude about it. So I mean, just... the thing is, is here's here's my way of reading comics. Everybody in life has ups and downs. Sometimes you wear some <laughs> shitty outfits. Sometimes you wear some cool outfits. Sometimes your life is pretty fucking boring, and sometimes it's fantastic. And that's what happens with comic book characters, with the creators and what they make them wear. You sometimes have some ups, you sometimes have some downs. Mainly you keep the essence of yourself, sometimes you evolve, but that's it. You gotta kind of go with a story. If you love Batman, you don't want him being the same guy all the time. But I mean, like, an evolution means that you're growing from what works. Your genetics are improving 
to sustain you as an organism. Right, but sometimes you have to take a step back to you take two steps forward. You have to have a fucking forward. ridiculous mutation to, <laughs> yeah, like find whatever the new niche is. Sure, that's fine. Here's a, here's the differences that I've... This is based off nothing, really, but just from that picture and what Eddie was saying was that those suits that he's been using are him just having backup plans for everything and they've they've been working but changing the suit uh made me think of uh and i could be wrong on this it was kingdom come right where yeah he's he's old bruce wayne in his cave but he has like he's got robot the batman Mac- yeah he's got like the robot legs that's what that's what that made me think of, yeah, of well, a robot batman yeah i mean that's 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 kind of what they're talking about too that it's i don't know if it's trying to tie into that kingdom come stuff where Batman at some point just has like uh, robots any, of or, robots because yeah, he just, can't be. He's old. He's broken. But he got over that with the psychic weird thing that healed his back. But oh, also, uh, <laughs> what happened? Uh, there was that one annual or one special that was the the bat, uh, the Bruce Wayne clones. Yeah, because I thought that was supposed to come into play at some point, and at that point. Uh, can this go on? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah sorry. No, keep on talking. Keep on talking. All right. The Bruce Wayne clones. <laughs> the, the Scott Snyder Bruce Wayne clones. Like, what happened with that? Because that was supposed to be in All right. We're going to fade out. <laughs> we are. But we're going to fade it's out about, with some music. It's, it's two yeah. in the morning. So, uh, real quick, this is the Rugged Nuggets. This is a L.A. group, and they are ridiculously funky. But Aristotle, oh sorry, Josh. Aristotle, you got anything you want to close out with? I think we want to uh, loot crate. If you go to loot crate and you use the code meltdown, meltdown comics slash loot crate. Oh, okay. Code meltdown. Bam. You get wait, three. wait, wait. What did you say, Josh? What was the meltdown comics slash loot crate? Is that it? Enter the code. I thought it was loot crate slash melt. Hey, why not try all of them and see which one works? <laughs> you hold the key. The power is in your way, hand. If you use the code Meltdown wherever you go, you get $3 off your loot crate. That's a yeah. $16 loot crate. Um, it's a $40 bundle for 20 bucks. You get a lot of cool things in it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get a pop. You do get variant covers of comics sometimes. Uh, they did one, yeah, with, with Rocket Raccoon. They did one with Star Wars, Batman. Walking Dead, Batman. Uh, I'm sure they've done other ones, but these are the ones that I remember. But it, what everyone's been like, I remember asking for are the like, the uh, Groot, oh. those Groot socks. Well, those oh, Groot God, socks I want, but also uh, Emily Gordon and Kumail Nanjiani of the Meltdown Show and the Indoor Kids podcast uh, have been longtime subscribers of Loot Crate. And they have them delivered here, and one day I was with them when they opened it, and they both get one. And one week, uh, one month, it came with the um, uh, what's that company uh, that makes those uh, retro-looking Kenner action figures? Oh, Reaction. Reaction. Uh, Reaction Alien. Is, uh, I think there. subsidiary Funko, or they they work with Funko to make yes. Those. But they both got Alien uh, Reaction figures, and they yeah. gave me one. But I mean, I was like. That legitimately which, which made me want to... Uh, it was Alien. It was the, it was it was the Xenomorph, Xenomorph with glow-in-the-dark head. That was Hell cool. yeah. yeah. So Come check out the, the Loot Crate display we have in the front. Of yeah, the uh, Loot Crate's partnered up with us. We're going to be doing a lot of like crazy stuff with them. There's going to be a lot of great giveaways, a lot of great um, 
special incentives, but it's only something that you can get through subscribing to Loot Crate. So use the meltdown Here code. Here it is. Here it is. It's Loot Crate, L-O-O-T-C-R-A-T-E dot com slash meltdown. That's Meltdown's dedicated URL. Wait, so just to be clear, I was correct. I thought you said Meltdown comics dot slash Loot Crate. Didn't yeah, he say that's, that? That's what I heard. No. Yeah. All right, never mind. And then I'm wrong. Use, <laughs> Just to be clear, I was wrong. Use, go to the tape. <laughs> use the code Meltdown, M-E-L-T-D-O-W-N. Get $3 off. Yep. By the way, this is Jungle Fire, another L.A. group playing in the background. Nice. Check them out sometime. But go on, Aristotle. We also got, you know, Zine Milk coming up March 28th. Come, it'll be awesome. We'll also have records for sale. I'm a huge record collector, and I was like, I gotta get some records up on this. I bought one of my favorite records ever. Oh, yeah, I remember you telling me, but I, I got the Velvet Underground demo tapes on vinyl uh, from you, and well, I never thought that the Velvet Jack Underground. Knight yes, Bam. Jack Knight ref- Jack Knight Records. And I never thought that uh, the Velvet Underground could be folky. But listening to those demo tapes, it's like so stripped down, so not rock and roll. It's really a beautiful thing. And I didn't even know that. I didn't know that that existed. Me neither. There was a lot of things when I was digging through. I was like, man, why and how do this. you have this? Yeah. But uh, um, March so all you record heads, March twenty eighth. Cassettes. They're real big. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They sell Jonah Ray's cassette. They yeah. sell tons of mixtapes. Bunch of shit. What's that email? address again to get in contact uh, on the zine melt zine melt at gmail.com uh come on come on come on down uh we got Melthology march 17th at 7 p.m just show up with two bucks get weird bring, draw your weirdness bring your pen and paper uh i i, I forgot mine i had to borrow some from the store uh, <laughs> hey but you're here all the time so it was cool yeah uh Melt you, go to melt. It's meltcomics.com, right? You got it. Meltcomics.com, and there's a, there's a link for Melt You. You can sign up for all the classes. Uh, they're worth it. You will learn and become a comic guru, an aficionado in, in skill. And I'm telling you, we have actually got some classes planned to really blow, blow up your mind. And we'll keep you posted on that. So stay tuned. What else? You can also follow us on Twitter at Meltcast, and on you can like us on Facebook. Uh, We're there. I, I don't know the URL. Just look up Meltcast 3.0. <laughs> uh, what other uh, social media stuff is Meltdown doing? Meltdown Comics on Instagram is the hottest shit since sliced bread. Oh, hey, uh, what's the um, what's the newsletter, Josh? Can you sign up for that? Yeah. What, so you get a cool email like a Meltdown daily come reminder? In and, come in and sign up. There you go. All right, y'all. And then uh, you can also, for now, email us at adam at meltcomics.com to, to call in. Yes. Here's the goal. There are a lot of people who like to talk about stuff similar to what we're doing right now and you can do it on air this is open for fans of the store fans of comics fans of the culture 
You can come in and tell us what we need to do better. You want to add to it, add to it. This is really all our show. Um, and we welcome it. I think that uh, I, I want to extend an invitation to anyone. We'll call you, send an email with your phone number. We'll get in touch, and I'd love to hear your take on some stuff and tell Aristotle that he pronounce, pronounces things very well. And uh, yeah, or tell Josh that he talks too much. I don't know. <laughs> tell Eddie that he needs to give better toy recommendations. Tell me to stop being so nasally and it'll all be wonderful <laughs> stop uh, lawyering up the joint <laughs> exactly stop being such a lawyer um, uh, also uh, follow us on twitter and then uh, I'll start uh, announcing the guests ahead of time so you can call in with uh, you know, questions for that guest uh, I believe we actually have our guest scheduled for next week right Eddie or is that still uh, sure it's it, it he, I talked to him today. Yes. Uh, I want to say yes now. He said yes, um, but he... But can we just he, he got bleep offered, it out? Just say it. He got he got offered a, a, a job for something, and he doesn't know if it starts that, that week. Just say uh, the name, and we'll bleep it out. No. No, no. you don't jinx it. Yeah. <laughs> it gives some anticipation, even though that beep would be cool, like a beep. Yeah, that's what I want. I want, like more, a I want more beeps in this. It's not the Todd Glass show, I damn mean, it. It's uh here I'll just, it's it's Michael McMillan. He's uh he was beep. on <laughs> <laughs> Aristotle you were slow on the beep. Uh he was writing the True Blood comics for a while. He was on True Blood. Um he's a fantastic gentleman and comic book aficionado and he's in here uh almost every Wednesday to pick up new stuff. And if he doesn't come in next week, he will come in at some point. Yeah, I think that it's the 26th that he said he was coming or they will also tweet about it. Like, whatever you know, Thursday is two weeks from now. <laughs> oh, you know who we have to have on maybe as a special guest? I know it's just personal to me, but maybe my sister would come on. She worked on the Mortal Kombat team oh, for okay. NetherRealm Studios. She does a lot of the uh, interface screens. And, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, so they have that game coming out. Oh, they do? I, it's soon. Oh, I mean, the new Mortal Kombat. The new Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I got Wait, to see there's that a action. new Mortal Kombat? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a new it Mortal comes Kombat. every year, baby. It's not like Street Fighter 2 that just happens forever. I don't want to no. give too much behind-the-scenes kind of stuff, but uh, Nerdist had a party with Microsoft uh, to uh, for the, the for the launch of the Nerdist app on, on the Xbox. Yeah. And uh, there was people You're playing. losing me. No, it's no. he's uh, in. He's in the no, there, baby. There was people playing Mortal Kombat and uh, Evolve, and Mortal Kombat looked amazing. But it was all, not only was it amazing, they were playing on the biggest TV screens I've ever seen in my entire life. Yep. <laughs> like how many Aristotles would would like if I an Aristotle you up? and a half. That's pretty good. <laughs> no, well, a toddle. Uh, I'd say toddle. maybe two, two, <laughs> an Aristotle and a toddle. <laughs> two Aristotles diagonally. <laughs> That's great. The biggest TVs I've ever seen. How tall we learned something today. I don't want to say. <laughs> Aristotle's six foot two. I'm seven feet. Let, you, had just... to, uh, you had to quit uh, pro NBA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you shouldn't give up. For comics. My toe hurts. Yeah. Sorry, zines, guys. It seems. Thanks again. Anyways, putting this on, doing this, Meltcast 3.0, the voice of Meltdown Comics, huh? Does that sound good? Yeah. I like it. All right, boys. Bye. Bye. Keep it funky.